Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Freefall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hey, now. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, yeah, we got the whole gang here this time. All right. Yo, buddy. Okay. This is episode 337, lucky number seven. Yeah. All right. Nice. Okay, I want to catch up with some some weeks here, uh, mm-hmm. since we missed a couple of you guys last week. Yeah, we where where the hell were you, and what mm. were you doing? Yeah, that was more mm. important than being here. Oh, I can answer that. Should I go first? Sure. Yeah, go for Do it. it. Uh, I was working. That's was more important nights. than being here. I know, slightly less important, but. <laughs> Nevertheless, necessary. Less important, but harder to get out of. Right. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, I was working nights. I was working in uh, the courtrooms that we deal with because during the day they're occupied with uh, judges and attorneys and people crying and <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, wow. yeah. yeah. It's, um, yep. It is what it is, but I got a lot of stuff done. It was it was cool. I had to just I had to get, go into each courtroom and get things together as far as like cabling that's been run and whether there's outlets for media and that kind of stuff and just document some things that I've wanted to work on. Mess around with some camera angles because some of them were like the old Batman show, you know, from the '60s, and it was pretty bad. So uh, I I righted some wrongs, hmm. and it was it was definitely worth it because I banged out so much stuff. And that would have taken me like at least two months to do if I wasn't doing it like in three days after after hours, you know. But uh, so, yeah, I'm here. Sorry for missing the last week. And. Uh, it's OK. You get I, a pass. As far as the hobby goes, man, I was thrilled to death last weekend. Two weekends ago now to talk to Mr. Shaw. And we he said that. I said, hey, what's the plan for this weekend? And I usually like to fly on Saturday. He likes to fly on Sunday, even though he's retired and every day is freaking Sunday. And he's, right? yeah. And he's like, hey, uh, Sunday works for me. If it works for you, you know, it's going to be good. Uh, I'm going to have many, many models flying, even some so planes. Many models. So many <laughs> models. Mo- he, he, he even told me, <laughs> bring your camera. I'm going to have so many models flying. I'm like, okay, so. I was really excited, and I booked the photographer and everything. And then Sunday came around, and I got all ready. I charged up some batteries, and by ten, you know, I, I started texting him about nine o'clock. And I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to be there probably ten thirty after these batteries, you know, charge." And he call. He gave me a text back saying, uh, uh, "Call me when you can." Oh. <laughs> and and oh. I was like, "Uh oh." So I called him. He's like, "Yeah, um, things didn't really go as planned." Uh, you know, ran nine miles, blah, 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 you know, podcast, ha, 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 that's okay, that's okay. I don't have anything flying. I'm like, all right, well, now i got to cancel a photographer, you know, and, and all the fireworks I had planned. Uh-huh. And I told him, he was like, well, if you're going to go to the field, I'll show up. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to drive 20 minutes over the field, you know, get a couple flights in. I said, I'm going to go across the street from my house here. 
So that's what I did. I drove the field across the street. Yeah. I flew the Oxy-5 a bunch of times, man, over there. And there was a few people walking by, you know, wondering what was going on. And I think there was a maintenance guy in the building who, who came out. It's some kind of some kind of medical building. And on the weekends, there's nobody there except the maintenance guy. And uh, so I got a couple flights in at least. And uh, it was cool. I was, I was nice. digging it. Different different area. Mm-hmm. Some grass to be cut and that kind of stuff. But I hadn't flown the Oxy-5 since I had that little mishap with the the uh, servo horn that I had to replace. So I did that, got that all straightened out, and it's flying good. And Steve, those I don't know why I said Steve. Probably because you're a Switch guy, right? You're on the Switch team or no? Are you still on the Switch? Yeah. Yeah. I, I took him out of the took them out of the package, put them on the helicopter, and they were doing the same thing. The Azure blades were like banging. I could, you could hear the metal rod banging around, which didn't make a damn difference. I don't, I don't think it's a metal difference. rod in the, I don't think it's your blades that are making that metal rod noise. I think yeah, it's something it's, in your head. No, it's definitely the, the... Oh, it could be in my head also. I mean, take the blade off and tap it. And it see could if be you in your head. In my head? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It could be both. It could be in your head. It could be like a link or something like that. No, it was, it was definitely the, the blades. <laughs> he definitely has a loose blade. link in his head. <laughs> I was, I'm wondering maybe it's maybe it's from leaving him sit in the garage for a month or you know in, in the heat. I don't know. Late, I don't know if that, that would noise, have anything to do with that it. That noise I think you're hearing, you're thinking is like the the safety wire getting loose in there, but like I highly doubt that. That would cause so much vibration and stuff. It would kind of. This is going to require more investigation. Yeah. Okay. Clearly, I'll Kevin to, can't be trusted. I'll have He's to has loose links in his head. I'll have to get some <laughs> yeah. video and and get back to you. Yeah. I'm curious. Take those blades and put it on a different heli and see if it does the same I'll thing. I'll put them on the grinder. Yeah, that'll that work. And, and I'll see I am back the other. Smash, smash. Just cut right down the root so you can definitely check and make sure that yeah. you know, it's not fucking there. Still fly <laughs> Drill a little hole in the end and put a camera in there. Oh, yeah. Fish it through. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so I, got, I at least got some flying in. Uh, it's been hot as hell down here. Yeah. And... That's not an excuse, but I got so many other things going on. Last week, my mother turned 80. We drove up to her see her and take her out to dinner, and it was nice. We had a nice dinner, like an old-school type place that really good food, and it was, you know, like dress, like business casual-like dress. You couldn't walk in there with shorts or anything, and it was a really nice place. She wanted to go there. She'd always wanted to go there, so it was cool. We had, we had a really good time. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and then I came back, and I got a little sick, and I'm been getting over that but that's it for me what have you been doing ian you're the other guy that didn't show up last week um let's see after the recording i worked some crazy hours um and then of course i was on discord and i got to do some wrenching um i had to do some last minute wrenching on the drake because i did bust off the the rear tail fin well i ended up stealing the tail fin off of the 630 got that replaced and then just kind of monkeyed around with uh the two nitros and um got ready for a fun fly um i actually went to the uh mid missouri um uh, modelers fun fly and um uh, i had a blast i mean for granted i did wake up a little late i slept in but it is what it is but i made it there about i want to say one thirty, two o'clock and there was still quite a, a few people there flying a matter of fact there was somebody uh had just uh 
crashed one of the planes and they were just carting it off. Uh, you can actually see one of the photos on the post on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, they were walking that off the field as I was pulling up. Um, it just made a really hard landing, I think. But, um, no, I pulled up. I asked them. It's like, hey, anybody else with helis over here other than me? And they're like, what, you brought helis? No planes? And it's like, no, just helis. And it's like, bring them out. I want to see them. And it's like, okay. So I, uh, you know, of course, paid the landing fee, and I started pulling out helis out of the car, and right out the gate, I uh, brought out the Drake, put in a battery, and went to the flight line. I I threw it down the best I could. Um, there was like a 20-mile-an-hour wind pretty much going right at my face, so I wasn't really inclined to do anything on the deck because I wasn't really too comfortable. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the, the club members' spouses actually came up to the flight line with me and was like, oh, I'm going to take some pictures. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, she asked a couple questions, and I answered them. And once I got to flying, like, right out, once I fired it up, got the head speed up, I brought it up, and then just flipped it inverted and just punched it out there. And I can hear a few people behind me like, holy shit. You know, they a lot of those people out there had never seen helis do any of those kind of maneuvers. They've seen, like, you know, circuits and, you know, just some very mild stuff. They never seen, you know, helis do half the stuff. That's that awesome. Was, yeah. That's cool. And I'm not even that good. You know, they're, oh, they're, 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 but no, the, I mean, a lot of them were like, wow, wow, that was so cool. And it's like, dude, there's way better than me out there. <laughs> it's like, but they, they genuinely had a great time watching and, you know, seeing what helis can do. And of course, Got to kick back and watch some planes. Uh, there was, uh, I didn't see any turbines, but I did see some, you know, EDF jets out there as well. There was a couple of them out there. Um, it was actually getting to be pretty hot. So a, a majority of them did leave shortly after I showed up. Um, it was like in the mid 90s. It was pretty toasty. Damn. The field, holy shit. I mean, it is a big ass field. And uh, the club, they pretty much rent this portion of the field from a farmer, which, from what they told me, that it took some convincing to the farmer to, you know, to actually see about renting the field. And it was actually the wife that pushed the farmer into saying, hey, let these guys fly. And soon after, the farmer that, you know, is renting them the field also gets into the RC plane hobby. So, you know, they... They hooked a guy into the hobby, and you know they they have a great old time. And honestly, I look forward to the next little get together they do. I'll I'll make the hour trip, and you know, they were totally welcoming. They were all full of questions, you know, asking me, you know, how you know from basic, you know, how how's this work to you know what's the setup, and you know, hey, I've tried this on simulator, and I couldn't you know couldn't really figure it out. So, I mean, they were all full of questions, very welcoming. Um, it was definitely a great time. I uh, wish I could have spent a little longer and actually woke up on time when I wanted to get up, but it is what it is. Um, so, after that, I did some more. Oh, to wrap up the fun fly, I crashed my Drake. It wasn't too serious, but. Um, what happened? Well, the first initial flight, like the last 30 seconds of the flight, 
heard a noise. Sounded like tail belt. Started to lose authority, so I hit throttle hold and brought it down. And what happened was the work that I did the previous night, apparently I didn't have that uh, the screws about down tight enough. I, I'm guessing. I've cranked those bitches down, but... Screws? Well, the bolts going to the actual uh, uh, the tail assembly for the Drake. Well, the tail assembly moved forward enough that it made the tail oh, belt. by like uh, your tail belt alternate four bolts, two on each side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I cranked those bitches down, so I have no idea why it moved, but yeah, it moved, and I lost tail belt. Um, lock tight. I did. Yeah. Wait, they've got nylon bolts. Uh, nuts on the on the inside, so there's yeah, no Loctite. Oh, really? Nylon bolts. If you use them more than a couple of times, the the nylon part gets shredded up inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. technically they're only yeah. good for one time, but I reuse them multiple times. Yeah. But a couple times is okay. Really, but... Yeah, technically, if we want to be specific about it, a nylon lock nut after it's been installed, once you take it off, it's should be replaced. I mean, if you want to be technical about it. But most of us use them a few times. But they do get weaker the more you take them on and off, the weaker that nylon part gets. Yes. That's why I say Loctite is so that you're not relying on just the nylon part. You're actually Loctite and metal to metal. Yeah, good to know now because the the next flight after that, after I tightened the belt and then I went ahead, just, you know, tightened up the the motor belt. Tail belt was fine on that second, you know, the second flight, which resulted in a crash. But I, I, I wanted to fly to some music. They didn't have any PA or anything set up. I mean, it wasn't that big of a fun flight. I mean, we're talking like maybe twenty pilots. Um, so I brought my little, uh, my Bluetooth speaker, and I was flying to some music. Like I literally got like thirty seconds in. I was, you know, I was in like. Really good timing as far as TikToks, and I was just TikToking the shit out of it. And next thing I know, I'm counting blades, and I got it leveled just last second, and then there was, like, no head speed. I mean, complete blade stall. That thing landed hard enough on its side that it actually bounced, like, in the field. And it was just like, oh. But looking it over, um, it looks like the only thing that's broken on it is a tail blade, um, the fin I just replaced and a uh, servo link, which to be honest, since I did break a link, I may as well just go ahead and replace out the actual servo arms just to kind of a just in case measure, but I haven't powered it up since the fun fly. It's actually been sitting in my front room for like a week. So, <clears throat> and then before that, it was sitting on my bench. So, they might be okay. Like you can power it up and try to push, move them with your fingers. Yeah. If they're not stripped yeah. out, they're probably okay. Yeah, the, I mean, even the blade, the main blades are fine. Because if you're, oh, if, yeah, if you didn't break your blades, like if the blades were stopped when you hit the ground, your servo horns might be okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can also no. take them off and see the spin. You know, the yeah, you can pull them off or everything. Yeah. I just power it up and grab it and like push the Me shit too. out of it. Yeah, see, I've done if, that too. If I can push it pretty hard and it moves and replace it and if it doesn't yeah it's probably okay yeah yeah but yeah um so yeah after the fun fly um 
I've just been putting in some really insane hours. Um, I will say this. I am going to Urcha. I mean, the only way, I don't think there's anything stopping me from going, which is awesome because I've been, uh, I've been actively trying to go to Urcha for like the past six years and just something always pops up and there's no reason for me not to go. So I've been putting stuff in like, uh, my online, online shopping carts. I'm still going through, you know, the fleet right now to make sure you know get everything that i could possibly need what needs to be replaced on it before i go to the event you know on any of the birds so getting that all put together while i'm at work um so other than that really hasn't been much of nothing oh discord uh this past weekend which it was just uh um uh, only a couple people showed up um uh, so yeah, it was crickets for the most part. I ended up logging off and, you know, and then uh, Skids pops, you know, asked me to get on Discord. And he's like, well, where is everybody? Well, they're at the Freefall event. The majority of them that are on Discord are usually at the, you know, they're all up in the New Jersey, Philly area anyway. So we had live Discord there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I sucked for being at home for working, all that bullshit. So. That is literally my two weeks in a nutshell. Um, You've been to a few fun flies this summer. Didn't you go to one like a couple weeks ago too? Also a plane event or something? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I like went you've been a, three or four in the last month. Um, no? I went to the Northern Knights fun yeah. fly. And then I went to the mid Missouri modelers. Um, and then before Nebraska both of those, or somewhere. Yeah. Nebraska. That's cool. I'm glad you're getting out to events. Yeah, and local ones at that. Yeah. Want to check? You know, don't get me wrong. I love going to the, like the far away ones. Sometimes it it is a downright challenge for me to even get to some of those. So, I mean, you know, let's face it. I'm not a farmer. I'm not an IT guy, and I'm not an AV guy working in a courthouse. So, and, to do with anything. and of course, yeah, I, I live you. all the way in the middle. Of That's the your problem. States. You live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's, uh, right. Still, it, costs, it still costs a decent amount of change for me to relocate. So I, I was like, yeah, we was talking about how long it would take you to go different places uh, with Tima. And I was like, he lives in the bumfuck nowhere. And she said, Kansas City is one of the biggest cities in the country. I was like, yeah, but it ain't close to nothing cool. We're not the biggest. <laughs> well, she's just we meant not... one of the biggest in, I guess, the Midwest True. for sure. I was like, yeah, True. but it's 20 hours from anything cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like literally 10 to 12 hours from anything fun. I mean, as far as like. Yeah. Actually, you know, going to like Tennessee or whatever. I, I think what am I like 10 hours away from you at least? Probably from 10 hours from the other end of the state, which is damn near 10 hours from me. I don't know. Oh, damn. Be a long way. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess I should go next. Are you done? Sorry, I didn't yeah. interrupt you. Yeah, I am done. And then we'll get Steve and he can go over the, the fun fly. So for me, there has been no flying, no wrenching, and no buying. Uh, so I didn't, I don't even remember what I said I was going to do. Probably get that M2 in the air. That didn't happen. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I think I, that's what it was. Yeah. I did work on the camper 
I dewinterized it, flushed everything out, filled it up with water. I've got a window that's unfortunately right at the head of the bed that's been leaking. So I've been trying to figure that out. I put some silicone on it today and resealed everything. So hopefully that fixes that, maybe. But all the bedding had to be taken out and cleaned and got mold on it and stuff. So that was uh, a pain in the ass. <clears throat> um, got my generator out, started it up. I think it's okay, maybe. And I've just been trying to get the camper and the truck ready for the next two, a week and a half where I'm going going six hours one way and then I'm turning around and going six hours the other way. Uh, so I changed the oil in the truck. I had got new tires put on it today. And so maybe I'll be in good shape. Maybe. Hopefully. Nice. Maybe, maybe the camper will be okay even though I only have like one heli that I like to fly because I never did finish my Spectre or my M2. But that'll be okay. One's all I really need. But that's okay. That's I've heard okay. that. This but that's, week. Okay. that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. And, you, and you'll see the others soon. I'll, I'll, I'll have so many soon. There's next week. Person. Next weekend. I'll have so many things flying. I'll team to get that in for you. Yeah. You should try to no. get that M2 going. That'd be good. Um, you just want to crash into it. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you if you want to fly tandem, that might happen. He's so enthusiastic. Like, yeah, get him too. Get him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him too. Get him too. We can do, we can do we tandems. We can do tandems. No, no tandems. Tandem. Like, yeah, I've seen how you tandem, buddy. Yeah. Not fooling <laughs> I've me. I've seen it firsthand. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Speaking of that, Steve. Yeah. Seven right. years of the Free Fall RC podcast Helifest. Can't believe it's that many. I can't either. Wow. I can't believe this podcast has been around seven years. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first fun fly was on 2016, mm. and we came out December 2015, so yeah. Yeah. All right, so how yeah. was it? All right. Well, before I get into that, though, um, kind of just getting into my week, mm-hmm. it was basically my week was wrenching um i was building that 420 kit so i did get the 420 kit in um i got it on monday last week and i think i spoke about it a little bit on the show but um i did get everything else in i got it all set up and ready um just needed to do like a final setup for the uh, actual like pitch and you know esc endpoints and things like that you got your servos in do. time i think last show mm-hmm. you were had to make an emergency order for Yes, I did. And then, of course, yeah, and then, of course, you know, like two days after that, I get my other order in. So now I have, you know, more. (laughs) And then you got spares. Yeah, I have spares. So so that's fine, you know. Um, But yeah, so I got that Raw 420 built and got that going. And then, you know, um, yesterday was a very short week for me. Uh, Thursday and Friday I had off. So I plan to go down Thursday morning, Mm -hmm. um, you know. To, to or go up to New Jersey from Virginia. So this event, um, I was bringing my family with me. Um, you know, sans the wife. Uh, the wife had to work on Thursday and Friday, so she can take the time off. But the kids came with me. And yeah, seventh year, man. It really, I can't believe it's seven year. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm, you know, the 
the people that showed up, like it wasn't a lot of folks there. I think, you know, pilot count was like around just hitting 40, I think. Still uh, like high thirties or so. Yeah. You know, um, so Thursday and Friday. So, okay. I get there Thursday. I leave it. I wanted to leave at like, you know, nine o'clock, but that's not going to happen with kids. So I ended up leaving around 1030 and we, you know, we got on the road, um, hit a whole F ton of traffic leaving mm-hmm. Virginia. Like I can't stand I-95. And then yeah. you think like you can't stand I-95 Virginia. And then I, I realized I can't stand I-95 in Maryland either. And any road in Maryland around, um, you know, just uh, I've, so I've, it was just traffic, traffic, traffic. I've going been on I ninety five from Florida to, well, I guess, wherever it goes. It kind of sucks everywhere. Every state. It gets I ninety five kind of sucks. Jersey yeah, believe it or not, three four lanes and it's big. Well, and it's above most of the bullcraps like. DC, Virginia, Virginia and then down through North Carolina and uh, South Carolina, it's two lanes. Georgia. It's two Park. lanes. Well, and they're they, so they're always working on it. They're always yeah, doing always. construction, and it's always a freaking disaster. Yeah. As long as I've been it's going to Florida, it's always a, a mess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why Virginia's a mess because they've been working on that Fredericksburg, Thornburg area, yeah. Spotsylvania forever, yeah. and they're still not done. They're still working on it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So anyways, um, after a battle of traffic and, you know, the kids getting tired and this mm-hmm. and that, and, you know, all that fun stuff, we stop off in Maryland and get a little lunch. And um, and that was like, a, you'd think like, okay, go to a rest area. It's got to be quick for lunch, right? Maybe, maybe an hour. No, we were there for like almost two hours for some reason trying to get food and everything because they're just, they're terrible. Um, but anyways, we did get to Jersey around 530 <laughs> that night. And... Um, it was hot. You know, Thursday was a scorcher. So was Friday. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, ambient temperature was like 95 or 98, but like real feel was 100 something just because of the humidity and Jeez. zero wind. 95% humidity. Yeah, and zero wind, yeah. which is the worst. So you're yeah. just like, oh, it's just mucky and like, oh. Mm-hmm. You but sweat from just standing. Just standing there, you start sweating. Yeah, you try to bend down to tie your shoe, you come up, you're like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm drenched. Pass what out. happened? Yeah, you almost passed out for it, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it was cool, you know. Um, I don't think I did. I do any flying on Friday. There were some folks uh, flying on Thursday. I might have pulled in a flight, you know, when I first got there, but I don't remember. I don't think so. But Thursday, uh, Friday morning, though, um, I don't know what's going on with me, but like I'm basically like wake up at six o'clock, six thirty, and I need to go pee. So after I go pee, I'm like. I'll get them up. I'm gonna do a flight, so I'm that's I'm a, doing the morning polls. It's a good time to fly too. It is, like the the weather, mm-hmm. the um, it's cool air density. Yeah, yeah, and the air density, right. and there there was there was no wind out that that Friday morning. I'm like, oh, I can actually do some optimization flights on my hollies because there's absolutely no wind and it wasn't super hot or anything. Nice. So I was actually doing that. So I got a couple flights in on the 580 raw and the Puma. Oh, what I brought. I bought the Puma. I bought the 580 Raw. I bought my Raw 700 Nitro. I bought um, Mike Longo's 550 Line, and I bought the uh, 420. So that's kind of what I brought with the, you know, to the fun fly. Uh, folks, the people, uh, all the people that go is awesome. It's all the, the standard Northeast, usual suspects. Um, 
I could try to go down the list, but I know I'm going to forget a whole bunch of people. But, um, you know, of course, want to give a shout out to Rob and Devin. Um, Rob being the co-CD of this mm-hmm. event, you know, him and I both kind of CD this event. And, um, yeah, he, he he's what makes it happen for real. Like, I'm just, you know, I just show up. <laughs> just like this podcast, I just kind of show up. Just a pretty face. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I do what I do. Um, but, yeah, so <laughs> those great. Great to see them. Great to see, uh, you know, everyone. Mike Welsh, Laura, they had their e-bikes. So Kevin, you would have fit right in. So I got I got a chance to ride both their e-bikes. Oh, One's nice. a pedal assist. I don't know the model. Don't ask me the model or like the brand. There's like a billion. One was three thousand. One was two thousand. <laughs> I know well, that, that narrows it down to yeah, a couple hundred. Forty of them. <laughs> yeah, a couple hundred of them. Yeah. Um, but anyways, one was a like pedal assist. So that's all it had. Like you said, like one through five and you pedal and you feel it right. help you go. Um, Mike had that bike and then Lauren had the, um, you know, it's pedal assist, but you can push a button, but it's not like on the, it's on the wheel hub, the, the motor. So it's like a set speed. Like you just turn it, it goes on and it's off. Right. It tries to maintain like a certain miles per hour. Yeah. 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 So it's not like you can do it like with your hub or you can like have it go through your gearing system and things like that. So it's basically kind of like a, like a fixed thing with like a multiple setting speed you have and on the dial. Before Andy asks about RPMs, it's calculated <laughs> on the bikes in wattage. Yeah. Displayed in wattage, yeah, not RPMs. So what mile per yeah. hour would it be? Like what are they calibrated to try to maintain? I don't I don't know what serious. Yeah, I think the one that, that Lauren had was like like medium, fast, seventeen slow. miles per hour. Oh, that's was pretty like fast. Top, fast, top speed, and I'm just like that's. That's pretty fast. Pretty the fast. one I have has five presets. I could program nine if I wanted, then then yeah. separate them to different. But I found the five to be fine, and yeah, I think yeah. the one I ride at is eighteen ish miles per hour. That's like level three, and then four is that's trying to keep good it at speed. I mean, four. You can. Yeah. And five is twenty-eight. Yeah. I have to be that's faster than I want to fall off a bike. Yeah, yeah exactly. True. With no gear too, yeah. like you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so tons of people. Uh, I just I'm not gonna go through the list. Just, you know, you know who was there. I saw I Bill. Was, I would say yeah, Bill was there. I would say this year um was the usual crowd, but I don't know. So for some reason, this year was a lot, a lot, I don't know, a lot more fun. It's it's I don't know why, but there was a lot of crashes. Some some really good crashes, you know. Owls Gasser went in. I saw that go in. Um, I know Mike D was there, right? Mike D. Um, he threw one in. Edmund threw one in. I think. I think Edmund. Uh, Edmund Chang. Yeah, he was well, one or two. Yeah, in. I mean that's, that's <laughs> a good standard. Yeah. and he and he usually does a great job. They're usually spectacular. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty. I saw yeah. some pictures from the Mike D one. He really hit the ground yeah. with that thing, didn't he? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, full tilt, like, yeah. Like it tumbled and you couldn't see the helicopter. Like he literally plowed. That was like yeah. something coming in from space. Like, you know that <laughs> right? when Superman hit the Earth yeah, in, the, exactly. in the farm in the in the field, it was just plowed like that. It, right? uh-huh. it left a trail and everything. Uh-huh. Steaming mound, displays soul and everything. So many crashes. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I crashed a couple of helicopters too. Oh yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess I'll talk about that. So, yeah, this was a night flight Saturday night. Um, I was doing, I was flying the raw 580. Mm-hmm. 
and you know they have a they had a limbo setup so we had a limbo setup on one side and then we had like a v coming out of limbo and and had like balloons just like two rows of balloons yeah so we're doing the balloon challenge and the limbo stuff and and you know i don't know i was probably like one of the later ones to fly um just because i like to fly when there's less people but um yeah i was flying and i was like i don't know i don't know what happened i got near the limbo thing and i like freaked out of the collective like like pitch pumped into the you know to the to the, what, the, ribbon. the streamer the ribbon right <laughs> yeah. and like oh, i didn't think much of it so i flew out of it i was just flying 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 i'm like fuck this shit you know because we're, we 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 were we were pretty far back um because we had the lights in the back we kind of basically sat at like where you know the the runway begins when you're walking like towards mm-hmm. the runway and then there's like that runway itself and then we usually fly on the other side but because we're flying at night you know and we have the light towers back we flew basically at that line and then pushed and then flew like on the runway and then on the the field part like right above the right past the runway and so but one of the things is like you know after the balloon stuff i popped a couple balloons i did you know pop them one got loose i went up got it and all that stuff um uh after the ribbon was cut right so just just keep in mind, I cut a ribbon with the with the the helicopter. The ribbon's and, still on the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then so okay. I go and I'm like, well, you know, well, there's no more balloons, there's no more ribbon, so I go I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna go towards the beans. So I walk about 15 <laughs> feet towards the beans, and and I start doing some stuff where I'm like, you know, I'm skid bumping, I'm trying to cut the beans just on that edge where the beans and the runway kind of meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever, and eventually I'm just like, you know, we had spotlights. I had my Ryobi lights, so we had two people shining lights and a tower. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm pretty, getting pretty confident. I'm like, okay, I can fly pretty big. So I start doing inverted loops. <laughs> and I start coming down and sh- <laughs> coming up. Coming oh, down, you're sh- asking Coming boy. up. Coming down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't pull out of that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it just went like, <laughs> cut it through, and it just. Nice. So. Okay, you know, yeah. I pulled the heli out, and it was like one. It was one. It was like one or two fly bars lengths. The blades had like one crack on one of them, but it was still like stiff. I couldn't mm-hmm. bend it to break it anymore or anything. So it's just like you know, um, superficial crack in my opinion. Um, the tail, <laughs> I don't know how, but I popped the tail lever ball mm-hmm. off the, the slider. Because mm-hmm. on, on that, it has like a one that you slide on and it kind of sticks like that. So that popped off. And I was like, oh, I'll just pop that shit back on. We'll make it work. I just need another link. And like Angelo's like, yeah, I'll give you a link. So I was going to put that thing back in the air uh, because it wasn't bad. It was just like that. Yeah. But yes, the ribbon completely wrapped around the swash plate. Yeah. And that's the picture I sent you. And I think a little bit of a video clip uh, of that. But basically, yeah, it went around like many, many times around that swash. But I am, I am surprised that it didn't like, just choke it, like you know, like yeah. stop. Hmm. Like it was really tangled around there. Like I didn't, when I pulled the hell out, I was like, what the hell is this ribbon? Like I didn't even think, like I had no Forgot. idea it would be <laughs> there. Like yeah, no. But uh, I was like, oh nice. shit. I guess the beans softened your your crash. It wasn't so bad. It did, yeah. Uh, and I've already ordered parts. I've yeah. already done the breakdown and ordered parts already. So I I can go over what like those two crashes cost, and and I'll go for my second crash. The second crash actually hurts a little bit. The first crash, 
I knew that 580s was going to go in. Like, you know, I, yeah. I basically wrote it off in my head. Yeah, it sounded like you were kind of asking for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing, I was. Doing inverted loops and cutting beans on each pass. That's Even just... before that, when I was, like, trying to pop the balloons, I yeah. was skid bumping. I was, like, I was cutting the grass <laughs> like this, moving the helicopter down the runway a little. Like, yeah. Yeah, just, there's, like, there's so was, little margin for error when you're doing yeah. that type of stuff. Like yeah, yeah. Like I, I wholeheartedly expected that to go. Yeah. In. This was Saturday night, so 580 goes in. You know, I I flew to Puma at night. It was great. No no incidents. But you know, come Sunday morning, I'm like, ah oh, man, I had the I had my 700 raw nitro ready. I never I didn't even fly once in this event. I'm like, I'm gonna fly this thing. All right, got a receiver pack. The receiver pack was fully charged. It was already fueled up. Like, it was really ready to go. So, you know, I think it was about 7 o'clock in the morning. I woke up around 6.30. Yeah, about, like, you know, 6.45, 7. Fucking start on my nitro. I get about uh, three minutes exactly on the clock because I remember that's what it was. But in that three minutes of flying, like, you know, well, like 30 seconds of warm-up, and I just start going into things, and I start, like, really getting comfortable with it. You know, when, when you just kind of click with the helicopter, and you're just like, vroom, vroom, vroom. You're just having fun, dude, just flicking it around, doing things, and, and different maneuvers, and, and, you know, just really moving the helicopter around. And at, at one point, I just got stuck doing, like, one maneuver. It's basically like a half pirouette flip, but it's just like I was just whipping around, like, quick, like, vroom, vroom, and, like, doing mm-hmm. basically a Mobius flip back and forth, but yeah. in half pirouette form. You know, and so like stalled, like very like delayed, like vroom, 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 right? And then one time I went vroom, and the helicopter went pop, doosh, into the ground. And I'm like, ooh, the f- what? What? <laughs> what just happened? Like I couldn't make sense of it. I'm like, did I boom strike? Like almost, you know, I was, I was like, pow, yeah. I was banging well, the sticks thought. pretty hard, right? Like, but I wasn't doing. Like an elevator stop bang. Like it was just a half pure. So it's this yeah. movement. And, you know, so it's not a, a movement that would normally boom strike. Because you're doing an aileron roll. Like you're not really doing an elevator thing. Yeah, true. So so I'm thinking, and, and you know, and uh, Mark, Pete from um, Direct was there. And Mike Welsh. And I think, I think that's, I think they're the two that were up. And they came up and they're like, um, they're like, yeah, did you see it? I was like, see what? It's like, I think something shot off your helicopter. I'm looking hmm. at my helicopter. I'm like, well, I see my receiver strap, but where's my receiver battery? <laughs> oh. And then Mike's like, I saw something f- kind of flapping down when, when it blew up. Like, you know, like, uh, and I thought it was just like, you know, but it's like thick confetti a little. Not really. It didn't confetti. It just kind of plucked and then it popped. I heard a pop, like a 22 mm. gunshot pop. Yeah. And, and then it just fell. And I'm like, well, okay, you know, and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, here's the landing skids, fucking pipe completely ripped off, gold oh, edition motor, man. fucking crankcase cracked. Oh, I've never seen a pipe. So let's say here's the pipe, and here's an OS pipe, right, with the output being like this, you know, yeah. it has like that, that side output that mounts this way on the helicopter. I've never seen it go like this. <laughs> twisted the oh, mount. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, the whole freaking mount's twisted Must about 20 degrees. Must have hit just perfectly it hit terrible. right on the pipe. <laughs> right on the pipe. Because even the frames... The pipe side is like, <clears throat> right? It like hit right on the pipe side and 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 fucked that up. But um, but yeah, Mike ran up and he was like, and he was looking, looking, looking. He's like, here, here's your cover for your lipo battery, the receiver pack. 
I was just about to ask how you lost your battery. I thought it was oh. in a little box thing. No, no, because I run a canopy. I don't run a canopy on it. So I put it in the front, like normal. Oh, okay. okay. I don't run the box on the side anymore because okay. I run it in the front. I got you. So I, my well, she's like, "Did you just McGrady your helicopter?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I think I just did. I ejected my receiver pack. I McGrady'd my helicopter." Holy shit, I'm this good is a new, damn, this, my damn helicopter. This I'm proud is, of myself there. Yeah, this is a new subcategory of McGrady. Because, I mean, usually yeah. when you McGrady a heli, you're doing like Mach Full 3 and you hit the right. ground with no throttle oh, hold. No. But this, this is, is a whole nother McGrady. level. Hmm? Yeah, injecting <laughs> packs out of helicopters, man. Nice. But didn't, didn't Steve give McGrady so much shit for doing that? <laughs> yeah, we both did. Of course, of course. Uh, You're going to give each other shit. I'm going to get you for this, for sure. All right. You know? But goes I have Velcro. Comes around. I, you guys you know, are saving I me. Velcro, like, I have Velcro straps. You know? <laughs> I don't know. You know, uh, when the G-forces are asking for it, and I, and I didn't run a canopy because, I, you know, I run a Puma canopy on there, and I don't run it actually when I fly. So, yeah. No, so, yeah. You at least run, like, double-sided tape. I mean. There's Velcro. Well, he said Velcro a, and a, a strap. And a strap. Nice. So. And All it's right. not like I use like any strap. I use the goblin strap that comes with a nitro. At least you're you know? not blaming the Mikado tape. No, I'm not blaming anything. I'm down. blaming I'm blaming or, that I just flung the strap. <laughs> like it didn't matter if I had a strap on. I just flung the shit out of well, it. Wait a minute. Aren't you you're not gonna blame Dan? Dan Dan Turek for having something that you should have had? Stealing your Velcro. <laughs> stealing your stealing your Velcro? That's no, what no, no, I can't blame Dan. No. I'll blame Ian, though. No, see, okay. back, back, back in spring fling, I let you borrow that, that bit of Velcro. And Remember, now, like, two years ago? I my Velcro to do what I needed to do. It's all your fault. It's all your God fault. Damn it, that was, was last a year and a half in the making. Two years ago. <laughs> no, no, it's, you know, I mean, it could be a billion things. The strap could have been, like, old, but, like, the strap was still there. It was still in that, like, you know, shape. Did it break or, or anything? Or? No, no, oh. the strap is fine. You know, I think the battery just slipped out. It just let go, you know. It just I don't know if it let go of the sheathing, like the plastic vinyl thing. No, I haven't thought of that. That could happen, I suppose. That was separate from the battery. Uh, some talent, that makes dude. sense. It might have... Old battery might have got loose somehow or yeah, something. Yeah, you know how, like, the... You know, like, on the charging ends, the lead ends, like, that gets frayed up a bit over, you know, charging, plugging things in. That Maybe that that opened up and maybe it did... Out of the thing, you guys are gonna you know? have to know. start double strapping. I know. I'm gonna have to just zip tie the damn fucking thing. And Run a strap, one of those little straps, like long ways around it, so it can't <laughs> <Yeah>. shoot out. <laughs> I'm just gonna would, glue the damn battery to that it. That would be the governmental solution. Yeah. Two yeah. straps now. One strap. Should go it in there. Fifteen zip ties uh, around it. I'm just gonna zip yeah. tie it. I'll just zip tie it. It'll be yeah. fine. That, that heavy well, duty ones that they, you know, Tyson likes to use on that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, right. drive shafts. Well, that yeah, was an expensive I can't believe I'm crash then. Yeah, Pipe, so... engine. How much so, heli damage okay. was there? Damn, dude. That right, really so does let's, let's run down. Let's run down an accident. Uh, the cost. Um, the 580. Blades are fine. I'm going to call the blades okay. Because, yeah, it has a little hairline crack, but I'll CA it and fly it. Um, the rest of the helicopter was about 100... No... Yeah, just just under two hundred dollars for that helicopter. So not bad for full power into the ground. 
Mm-hmm. I just should have had bank three because if I had bank three, I think I could have powered out of it. But um, the raw, the raw is a little bit more. Um, those main blades were shot. They they definitely were done, cooked. Um, got a. I had to buy. So I mean, I can look at the thing. I had to buy main grips. Mm-hmm. Um, so that went. Obviously, a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of parts like uh, the swash plate. So okay, the swash plate was not damaged. But it was damaged in another crash, and I felt like I needed to replace it, mm-hmm. being too crashed in. So I replaced it. So that that was like a big chunk. And the main grips, one of the uh, blade grips, um, and this is, I've, I've actually heard issues about well, folks complaining about this, but when the aluminum blade grip arms um, break, they usually get ripped out, which means they rip out the threads mm-hmm. of the main mm. It's not a so, great design. Uh, so, that's one of my gripes about it. So yeah, one. So you know, I have to replace one main grip, but they come in a set. Yeah, you know, like fifty bucks for the set, but you get two and you get all your bearings. Mm-hmm. And I need to get bearings as well. So might as well just know. replace them, then change bearings and fool around with it. Right, right. So the main grips kit is fifty-two bucks, but it does come with all your bearings, your radio, your thrust. You know, so. But yeah, I mean, let's just say that that's a wash with that because I need to get new bearings across the board. Um, your blade grip arms, bindle shaft is, is probably cooked, and then my lower frames and, pla- and the landing gears. So it's not too bad, actually. Um, not including the motor. Yeah, the that's motor, the worst. I mean, that's the part that I was like. The pipe and the motor is the worst yeah, part. Yeah, that adds up to a good bit and just those two things. The pipe is just bent and dent. I don't care. I might try to bend it back and put it on the helicopter. You're going to put it on there the, with an off-axis pipe sticking out crooked? It'll be, yeah, like, so it'll just... That'd be, be cool if it was down up. Or up. I don't know. Which way? We'll see which way. <laughs> It'll it look like a hot rod. It might be sticking yeah. down, but if it's forward. sticking up, that stick, would be cool. Sticking like. down too far, just mount it backwards and let it point right. forwards. And forward, point forward yeah. and going up. I mean, I don't work. I don't use a canopy, so it doesn't yeah. matter. There's nothing else yeah. there. <laughs> That'd be funny, actually. <laughs> that that does. Work. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so the pipe, whatever. It's a, there's, a, there's a solid dent on the corner, and there's whatever that part's bent. I could put it in a vice grip, try to bend it back. If I could do it, great. If not, I'll replace it. But the motor, it cracked on the, where the pipe is, uh, where the crankshaft's usually. But I have a really, like, I have a, a big, like, there's enough surface area, I think, I can just drill through and fucking bolt it through. So I'm going to try that. I oh, can't so it didn't, it didn't mess up the case, just the mounting flange is what you're just saying. Just the mounting flange. Okay, well, that's not too bad. Corner off I thought you were going to have to replace the whole engine case. No, and I can't replace the engine case for that. Or not get the same case because it's the gold edition, the, the black case with the gold head. So, yeah, that kind of fucked that motor up. But but I, I think, you know, I think I can just, I can fix it. I'll run it. I don't care. I'll run it I, I beat up looking. It'll be fine. But that's not too bad, though, thinking that it's a so the price was about two fifty or two seventy five with blades. Mm-hmm. Now this is B surface blades, so I got the cheaper you know blades, which is fine. I don't care, you know. So that's still not too bad. Under no, that's less than I was thinking. And I, and like I said, like nothing wrong with the boom. I was surprised the tail boom, the carbon boom is perfectly fine. Um, the tail fin did break when it hit the ground, but. Like it barely broke, it just cracked uh, a little bit, but I had an extra, so I just replaced that. Um, so yeah, that was it. Uh, okay, 
so the weather the weather was fucking shit the first few days uh, at the event but god you could not ask for better weather on saturday and sunday it literally nice. was 80 degrees with i'd say uh saturday had like maybe about a 10 to 15 mile per hour consistent wind mm-hmm. but it was like left to right like you know so when you're flying it's just left to right not at you not at your face it helped keep the bugs away it kept the humidity and the heat away yeah and it's nice to get that cool breeze just kind of constantly going so whenever you sweat you just kind of cool yourself off naturally so yeah it worked out really well uh he was doing steerman rides again so the pt-17 steerman that they have cool um they're doing rides like 110 bucks or 120 bucks whatever it was for for the ride so that was cool um I think this year we had more night flights than usual. And we had more night flights than usual, not by like, you know, like usually night flights are like, oh, Diamani and, you know, Devin, like they'll be flying, mm-hmm. like, like the main two guys flying at night, you know, some other folks might come up. Um, but we had a lot of other people, you know, like, I mean, obviously, like I flew a bunch of times at night and I normally don't fly a lot at night. Um, yeah. Rob. Rob flew at night. McClellan doesn't. Rob doesn't usually fly at night as well. Um, we had people like even Yamil, like uh, one of my, I guess he's like an airplane guy that kind of dabbles in helicopters that I met in Bergen County when I used to live in Hackensack. And he even came down to that event and he flew his little Blade uh, Fusion nice. for 360 or whatever it was. That's awesome. And he was doing the balloon challenge. He was doing the... the all of it, you know, and he also brought some planes and flights some 3D planes at night too, you know, with the, the lit up. He had like a Mamba mm-hmm. type thing that lit up, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, but there was actually a decent amount of night flights. Um, I That's do want to call out one of the most. Uh, I do want to call this out. Uh, I got to check out. I got to hang out with Derek again, Derek and Drew. Derek checkers. Mm-hmm. Nice. That was really good. Like he's been. You know, he's, he's been doing life in school and everything, so he hasn't really been coming to events. And I, I think the last time I saw it was probably a year before COVID, so like probably 2019. So, mm-hmm. so it was really good to catch up with him. And didn't they come down? Didn't they come down when we did the like no non-official like after COVID? We don't care, just come down and fly like event down there. I don't know if Derek did. Yeah, well, I think I think Drew did, but I don't think, I think Derek Drew did. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Derek's been, because he's been busy with school, getting his, his master's or whatever. Right. So he's been, you know, and then his job has been crazy. So I thought they both came down for that. I might be wrong. I, it might be. I, I could be mistaken. But um, but anyways, uh, they put on a freaking amazing tandem flight. Drew and Derek, like, because they fly with each other and they've mm-hmm. been, like, you know, best buds for, like, ever. Oh, man. Yeah. Like... You can hear, you can hear Derek, he's just like, blah, 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 do this, okay, let's go do some TikToks, and you know, and they're just like, and they just start doing the maneuvers all together, and they're like, okay, let's start doing some hurricanes, he's like, oh, I'm falling behind, okay, I'll, I'll you know, and like, they're talking, communicating, coordinating moves and stuff, it was, it was pretty impressive to see them fly together again, you know, it's, it's been a while, Rochester, I think, is the last time I saw them fly together. Yeah. You know, at night, I think, really, to be honest, would be the last time. So yeah, it was great. It was great to hang out with them. Nice. Um, so the limbos, the balloons, the night flight stuff. Uh, I don't know. Like I don't know if you did limbo before, but limbo was a lot of fun this time. Like, mm-hmm. and and I do need to call out Mark Piet from Heli Direct team. 
um, from the Boston area, I think. He flies with like Gujarat and all those guys up there. Um, he was the he's crowned the the limbo king or the limbo master or limbo or king limbo. I don't know whatever name that they <laughs> gave him. Because this guy was like coming down inverted. He was doing like all the orientation. Like, mm-hmm. let me come in, you know, nose first, backwards, sideways, left ways, right ways, <laughs> upside down, this way. And then he started doing this thing where he's coming inverted and doing like a half period and then trying to go back and do an inverted again. And like, Jeez. I'm like, oh shit. Damn. I mean, so this limbo is like maybe about maybe 10, maybe 15 feet wide. Mm-hmm. But they're just not a lot of room. Tall, orange poles with like caution tape going over it yeah so like the height of the poles might only be like seven eight feet at best mm-hmm. so you're talking about your helicopter has to be in that five foot six foot range and be doing all this stuff so like mm-hmm. that's why when i did it i cut the ribbon because I'm, i freaked out on the collective you know um but yeah yeah this guy was freaking killing it so gotta give a shout out for that nice yeah uh so kind of shifting a little um, yeah, I wanna. Well, I wanna hear about the this 420. Yes. Tell me about. First, I wanna hear your thoughts about the 420 and flying it. What you think, and then, uh, like having a heli at an event that no one has seen in person. What was that like? That was actually a very interesting experience. Um, all right, so let's, let's kind of break it down. So um, first thing is my thoughts on the 420. Uh, the build is super duper quick. Like there is really Easy. no parts count. Mm-hmm. Like if I really broke it down to you, there's like two side frames, a landing gear, um, a mother plate or a main plate, and like a couple other little plates and, and things, and that's it. That's the whole helicopter. Very like, easy build, you're saying. Yeah, very, very easy, very, very low parts count. Like, handful of parts to put this thing together, for real. Um, the motor is beautiful. It is really interesting design. It's big. It's a 42 pole count. Nice. You know? So wow. there's a lot of magnets in there. Um, a lot of stators, like, you know, the little arms of the stators and stuff. So, so cool design um looks you know and every single flight i've done the motor has never heated up mm-hmm. at all like i can't tell it you know it's never been hot um well, okay it has, a, it has a lot of cooling it's not very, yeah it's not very there's nothing thick. to it right yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's no even there's not even a mouth yeah either, so right? i mean where they'll block any cooling from the motor get lots no, of air flow. yeah like 12 um, sections of three so every time i mean just it's almost double what the normal motor has. Yeah, and plus, like, when you look at it, you know, on a bell housing of a normal motor, like, a third it's bigger. usually, like, you know, the top is covered and there's vents. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is open in the and top. It's like, getting rotor washed right down through it. Yeah, it gets rotor washed and just overall airflow from the sides, the front, the back, everywhere. There's there's no place it can't get airflow from. Um, So, yeah, my setup, Theta Micros, um, Theta Mini uh, Tail. Um. I'm using a YG 65 amp. I wanted to try to keep it like with the small, smaller ESC, cheaper ESC. Yeah. Um, I will probably be opting for the 95 LVT for mine personally, just because I like to run mine a little hot, and I'll explain what I mean by hot and, and the head speeds that I'm running. Um, the helicopter is solid. Now my test flights have all been around 2,800 to 3,000 RPM. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
just to keep that in mind, which is a little bit high on the 420. Um, but it's been solid. That 41 tail ratio is solid. Like, I never worry about the tail blowing out. It's the, the thing is so crisp and it's weird. It's like, you know, you get a big heli and you build it and you put all the electronics in and you put it in the air. And like the first flight, you're like, you do a collective stop. And you're like, oh, there's a little wobble there. Okay, let me tune that out. Like, you know, and you kind of tune things out and you kind of get things to, to like perform the way you want to perform. Um, this helicopter, I basically put in the air. I flew the first. I was like, oh, the rates need to get put up. So I, I did my adjustment to rates, like, you know, 110 usually. Um, dropped the style down a little bit to about like 75, 80. And then go from there. And I was like, oh, okay. This feels much better. And, and I do collective stops. And I'm like, oh. I don't see any bobbles. I don't see the tail kick. I don't see anything. You know, I'm like, oh, this sounds pretty good. So, like, real quickly, instantly, you start getting really comfortable with this helicopter. And and that's one of the things I noticed. I got really comfortable with it and, and to the point where usually it takes me a couple of flights to say, like, okay, here's my here's my known maneuvers that I can do without even thinking or even looking at the helicopter. I went from that to be like, okay, here's maneuvers I do that, like, I have to think about. And I coordinate it and I, you know, plan them out. Like I put some thought into it. And then here's maneuvers. I'm like, I'm just going to whip the stick around and see what happens. And, and like, I quickly, like three or four flights quickly went to that level of like, all right, let's try some shit on this, you know? Like, mm -hmm. so the confident expiring part was quick, very quick on this model. Like I got very comfortable. Um, someone asked me, <clears throat> I'm not going to mention names, <clears throat> but someone asked me, you know, right after I got done with the flight, does it feel like a 700? Oh, that would have been my first question. I mean, what the hell, how does man? it fly? How does it fly compared to a 700? So, I mean, it's and what a was your answer? 20. I wouldn't do that. Um, that guy, you know, so 420. It's not going to fly like a 700. But with that said, I think it feels very close to that Goblin 500 that I used to fly a lot and got very comfortable with. And that makes sense. You know, and did a lot of maneuvers with and things like that. So um, another thing that someone asked me was, how does it feel when you unload and load the helicopter because of the direct drive motor? Does it feel like a fireball when you unload and then you load it up? It like, because, you know, it's constantly connected, right? Like that's the, the flaw of the fireball. The direct drive that's constantly connected to the head. And because this one has a one-way, it feels very similar to any other helicopter that has a motor and a main gear setup. Yeah. Um, you know, it it yeah. It it, it unloads, it, you can overspeed it, you can load it up, you can you can bog the motor if you really, really load it up and you know. Mm -hmm. But like I was doing like full collective pulls, you know, like uh, loops, power loops, you know, just rah, break it up. And, you know, I think <laughs> it held pretty good. I think, you know, there was no issues on that front. I, th I think this thing has enough power to pull out of pretty much anything. And yeah. in the video that I made on Sunday, so that video I made on Sunday with the 420, I, uh, that was after I crashed the nitro. But my hands were all greasy and I'm flying the 420 and my finger actually like, like, and the thing switched, slipped off my finger a little, and I had to like just check mm. the stick and not crash it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was, there was a noobs moment that it's it's fast, it, it had enough power, it didn't bog, it didn't go into the ground. That I was able to like while it's falling, 
jam the stick and give it full collective to save it. And it and it pulled out of it. So that's you know another good thing. That's a it's fairly a high quick. head speed. I imagine it's super quick. Is it, is it quick? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Uh so kind of talking about the head speed and why I mentioned that, you know, I'm kind of running the model hot is that um, in the manual, it does tell you, like, you know, what ESC endpoints to to go around to get a, a designated head speed. And, and they do recommend three head speeds, I think, maxing out around, I want to say, 3,400. Um, I built a heli, but I didn't set it up until I got to the field, right, to the unfly. I, I didn't have the manual with me at the unfly, so... Basically, I went there and said, okay, I'm going to do what I normally do. 65, I'll do a 70% to get the YG gov set up, and then I'll do 65, 75, 85, and fly it like that. Mm-hmm. Thinking that's all normal, and, and, you know, I guess it would be, but I don't know. Not in my setup, because 65 gives me 3,000 on the head. Damn. 75 gives me uh, 36 on the head, and 85 gives me 43 on the head. And the max they're telling me to run this is 3,400. So 4,300 is way beyond the maximum. Um, well, how could your setup be any different than anyone else? I mean, ESEM points, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. That seems weird. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I need to do some further tests. Like, I've only gotten about four flights on it with this, like, with actually having that set up properly, you know, and, and getting that set up. So... So I'll put some more flights on it and see. Um, I'm going to play around with the head speed, too, because I, I don't... Like, 3,000 is good, but I think 3,000 is more of, like, a bank, too. I think I want to get, like, a 28. Yeah, I was going to ask you seven. if... Um, which, maybe if I see you, we can mess with it. I wonder how it yeah. would do down in the 26, 27 yeah. range. So, I think that's something I want to definitely try, and, and you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk about it and what's next for my... Next for us in the hobby, but um, yeah. So promoting a new product was kind of interesting because a lot of people, oh my god, like every single person that was like coming to the register was like, okay, you got that 420, got that 420, and I'm like, yeah. fuck, am I dealing a drug here or something? Like, what the fuck? Like people. Well, are like, I think yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's different. It's a non-intimidating size that a lot mm-hmm. of people like. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's different, like I said already, and it's new. And mm-hmm. you're one of the first people probably in the Northeast to have one. So, yeah. yeah, I imagine you got a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of questions. Um, a lot of people wanted to, you know, pick it up, touch it, and sure, you know. So that thing was, uh, that thing went around, you know. Uh, it was well a lot fondled. Of hands on that. It was well, well fondled by a lot of people. <laughs> did anybody know. want to fly it or anything like that, or did you just wanted to check it out? <clears throat> um, some folks had interest in flying it, you know. Um, you know, I, it's like I was running around so much, so I don't know if anyone actually, like, no one actually came up and said, hey, I want to fly, but, you know, obviously before, like, at my post, they're like, oh, let me get a pull on in and stuff, and yeah. Yeah. So, um, but at the event, I don't think anyone, like, directly was like, hey, can I take a pull on it? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably would have let them, because I've, I've had Hey, can I take a pull on it? Yeah, you can. After I, I fondle it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh so <laughs> you gotta fondle it first. Well, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta fondle well, it, you, warm that, it up a little first. Right, you gotta warm it up. You gotta, you know, make you don't sure. just start pulling on it first thing. Oh no, that's rough. Yeah, Too rough. No. yeah, no. God, You're still talking maybe, about helicopters, right? Maybe gentle. We are. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. 
We're talking um, about balloon animals. <laughs> so I think that was awesome, though. It, it was really cool that there was a lot of people. There was a lot of buzz for this helicopter. Yeah. There was a lot of, uh, you know, folks showing interest. You know, I don't know if there were a lot of people kind of blowing smoke up my butt or not, but they're like, after they saw me flying, they're like, oh, man, that really looked good. You know, it, it looked solid. It looked steady. It, it, it didn't look like it had any issues being like the first version of this kit, you mm-hmm. know, like a, a pre-series kit, let's say, or, or, you know, the first of this type of model, even though I guess a fireball would be the first. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, yeah. You know, it was good to, to you know, that we went over so, so much of the specs that, like, you know, people had questions about things like, you know, what kind of batteries I could put on it or servo yeah. side. And I kind of knew some of that. So, so that was very helpful. Um yeah, I think people just really wanted to see it fly, and when they saw it fly, they were like, "Oh, that's yeah. pretty neat," I, you know. I, I think it surprised a lot. Yeah, I think it's ge- genuine interest because the price is reasonable, and there's a lot of people that enjoy smaller size because they're less intimidating, they're cheaper to crash. You know, they're they're definitely popular at three eighty for three eighty to five hundred size. Yeah. Let's call it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a hit. I think people are going to buy it. I think uh, we'll see a lot of them at the field. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they hold up. Let's see how parts availability is going to be. You know, mm-hmm. if a lot of people are flying it, that means parts can shoot off yeah. the, you know, yeah, stores. Yeah, it could really be a, a, uh, a minor hiccup in parts. They're usually Right. Is. Plus, being that it's a small helicopter, being that, you know, it'd be a cheaper one to crash. Mm-hmm. And... Being low parts count, like, yeah, you might break a frame side, but, like, that's probably all you're going to break. Mm-hmm. Landing in a frame side, like, and that's, like, pitch 100 arms. mile per hour fucking coming down, you know. Yeah, pitch arms and the normal servo arms or certain small things. Mm-hmm. Oh, for anyone listening to the show that wants, that is buying a 420, mm-hmm. right off the bat, I'm going to recommend a couple things. All right, Steve's recommendations. Right yes. off the bat, out of the right box. off the bat, recommendations before you even buy the kit, like while you buy your servos, mm-hmm. your ESC, your batteries, your fly brawlers unit, buy bullets for the motor to your ESC. Okay. ESCs usually don't come with bullets. Motors usually come with the bullets, but the SAB motor does not. So I'm recommending oh, two and a half a millimeter. Good tip, because most people get it and be like, "Ah, oh, son of a bitch, mm-hmm. bullets." Yep. So pre-order your three and a half mil to four mil bullets. I would say that's a, a good size for it. Um, on the other hand, too, if you want to use the Quick Connect system, mm-hmm. you don't have to. You can opt for an XC60 connector and then like you can mount that XC60 connector. But if you want to use the Quick Connect, which I think is pretty dope and convenient, um, charging leads. So what do you need for that? On the battery side that plugs in, you'll need um, two three and a half mil. Uh, it is oh shit. It is the f- male bullet connectors. So it's the female side on the battery, which is proper, right? You want to keep the, the the cup side, the cup, right. you know the. So it's the male side. You need three and a half millimeter bullets. We'll plug right into that. Okay. Okay, separate bullets because they're gapping on the um, quick connector is a little bit wider than like any other bu- you know connector, so you need to have those separate wires. And then I do it to an XC60, which my you know ICT charger takes. Mm-hmm. So, so and that's kind of what I use for everything. So, 
but that works out. If you've got some old EC3s, that would work too. Around, you can use the bullets out of those without the casing. Yep. I bet that would EC3s, um, XC60s are the same connectors. Three yeah, it's just they usually come molded into the, the thing. Yeah, you cut them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, heat that I'll, soldering iron up hot enough, they'll come out. That's true. Oh, yeah. Just push it right too. out. Usually yeah. like it, no. <laughs> Probably could use those for your motor too in a bind. Three and a half mil. That's what I use. Yeah. Yeah. True. Mm -hmm. Uh, one other thing to note: mini and micro servo arms. Now, if your servos come with them and you're okay with using them, sure. I personally love the SAB 380 ones. Um, mm -hmm. so they're the 380. They're made for the Goblin 380, which come with two sets of micro because they're two different spindle sizes and one just for a mini tail servo okay but they come with seven servo arms three cyclic of one size spindle three of the other yeah and then one tail servo arm which is okay. pretty dope that they give you the option like you know they give it you give you enough to work with what you have um and I think that's really it. Servo arms, bullets for the motor, bullets for the battery connector if you want to use that. And yeah, yeah, you know. Besides your normal stuff, you know, one-way bearing grease, you know, thrust bearing grease, things like that. And, yeah. You know, green and blue. That's a good call out on the, the motor bullets especially and the yeah. charge leads because a lot of people wouldn't think of that. Yeah. And not well, when you're ordering because I know that, I didn't. And some people, like, I have bullets of all sizes and yep. because I'm – you know, a hoarder apparently, but most people might not have those on hand. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so one question about flight, what kind, what size battery are you using and what kind of flight time are you getting? So 2,600 at 3000 RPM loading up the heli pretty good. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm pushing it pretty well. Um, I get about three minutes. Okay. Um, you know, I think I can definitely get better at a lower head speed because, like mm -hmm. I said, the 3000 actually is a it's more of a bank two recommendation head speed, mm -hmm. um, being like like that 3000, 3234 being the max. Right? Yeah, I would so, think. Yeah, I would think 3000 is more of an intermediate. I would call like yeah, 25, like 26, think, 27 low, and then three like medium. Yeah, you to think high. it? I wonder how it flies that low at 24, 25, because I feel like a 26, 27 in, in that range would be good. Just yeah. because it's I don't know. Depending on what it weighs, I used to fly on a 380s a lot at like 26, and a 420 should fly, yeah. you know, lower head speed. If you're, if you're flying around that, I, I mean, definitely have to see what the tail gear ratio is going to play at that head speed, but... Yeah, I mean, if you're doing a 380 there, then I don't see why a 420 couldn't do that. Yeah, the, yeah, the tail the ratio would be the the, the kicker, one really. thing that might not work as good. But if I had one, and as dumb as this sounds, I'm kind of interested, even though I keep swearing off small helis because mm -hmm. I'm a hoarder, like I said. Uh, I would <laughs> probably want to fly around 26. I fly mine at 26, and that's a three-blade rotor head on it. Mm -hmm. And that's your bank, what, three? Uh, I've got that as my bank, too, but I've, I've, anytime I flew it, it was always on bank, too. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'll probably try around that and see what that pulls like. Um, we'll yeah. find out. I'll, I'll, I'm going to do this. Something's weird job. up with your thing, though. You shouldn't be getting, like, at 65%, you're getting 3,000. Yeah. That seems weird for some reason. 
Could the gov be calibrated messed up or something? It could be. I could, I, I I could try know. redoing the gov calibration again just to make sure it, it hold, held. Right? Because sometimes it might. I don't know. You didn't put eight poles in and not 12, did you? No, no. That you have to actually update the... You, oh, that's a reminder for anyone also. Another note. Mm-hmm. If you fly V-Bar, Neos... Yeah. And I don't know if it's just specifically for the touch. I mean, I only know experience because I use the touch. But for the touch, I had to do an update. Because the motor pole count can cannot go up to 21 poles. It can only go to 18. Mm. Which makes it 36... Yeah. All and not 42. So the motor's 42 poles, so I need to set well, they a they did that. They're like, hell, nobody would have a 36 Nobody's going to go that high. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. Nobody's going to have more than like, 70 models. 42 is what they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, so that's that thing. Um, oh, right. oh, I was yeah. going to ask you, so you sure you put the, the correct gear ratio in there? Did you do all your calculations? Yeah, yeah. I did like, you know, I, I calculated the RPMs with the KV, and then I divided by the gear ratio. Which yeah, the was gear one, ratio. So that was the... really hard. <laughs> Just making sure you counted all the, the gears on your pinion. Yeah. Your pulls. Yeah, I counted all the tooth and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. All right. <clears throat> I had not. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh I guess that's really it for for the event. I did have a interesting um, thing pointed out to me on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, uh, you know, I. So so the event was four days for me, right? Thursday to Sunday, and I brought the kids, and you know, we didn't have a hotel room. We were staying in, in Rob's camper, mm-hmm. and like the kids don't know how to do like a military shower. They don't have you know. They they just have to. They're gonna just use all the water if they use. So I'm like. You know, I had an idea, like, Saturday, well, like, if you don't shower for day two, it's not that good of the world. We'll shower Thursday, we won't shower Friday, but Saturday we'll shower. And I'm like, let's go to Love's, let's go to a truck stop and do the whole shower thing there. It was, <laughs> it was actually really good. Like, 15 bucks, right? Rent you a shower, and you have a toilet, and your sink, and, you know, and you shower. And, mm-hmm. and like, you know, like, me and Hunter just sh- share one just so, you know, I could wash him and get him clean. Mm-hmm. And, and then Chloe did the other, and it was like... You know, within an hour, we all got showered and refreshed and picked up drinks and food. It was great. We were like, came back to the event, like, fully charged up, ready to go. Yeah. Um, you can just stand there for 10 minutes under the hot water. Yeah, under the hot water, just <laughs> soak. Like, it doesn't matter. You yeah. don't have a time limit for the most yeah. part. I mean, that's the worst part of the camper is having the, yeah. the short shower. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was really cool. And I think that's something I might do again, you know. Um, in a case like this, you know, where mm-hmm. like if we're not doing a hotel, then I, I want the kids to shower <laughs> at least every other day or something. So, yeah. so this will have to be it. Um, so that was cool. But yeah, I got back from the loves and, you know, I parked my truck and Rob's like, yeah, what's wrong with your front tires? And I'm like, what do you mean? No, they're kind of bald, but like, because I had the wheel kind of cocked to the you know, side and mm-hmm. it's like, look at your inside tire. And I'm like, Ooh, Yeah. Radio belts are showing. That's nice. Hmm. He's like, oh, look at your other side. I'm like, oh, radio bear, <laughs> radio, the wires for the radio, you know, tires are showing. Hmm. Multiple layers. Hmm. I'm like, damn, this car has some towing problems, huh? Because, like, I mean, my, to- my you know, my, my tires are worn down. They're to the, like, they're close to the wear markers. They're not at the wear markers, but the insides are done. <laughs> Well, that's oh, the toe on that car is a little bit uh, towed in. Uh, not towed in, camber. 
negative Camber. Camber. Camber, yeah. Yeah, so Camber did. you know, which is fine. Like, I mean, you know, that's why the truck handles very well around corners and everything, you know, it helps, but so it's fine. 62,000 miles on these 40 or 50,000 rated tires. Like, I'll take it. Oh, know? that's, yeah, you should have got needed tires 10,000 miles ago. Right, that's what I'm saying, so I I'll take got, it. I only got 40 out of mine. Yeah. Um, which they weren't completely wore out, but they were getting down to where you start getting flats and this and that. The back well, my problem is when you start, you start like hydroplaning on puddles and shit because you're like, oh shit, there's not a tread on that tire. Yeah. You know? Oof. Like, yeah. So, I, yeah. So Sunday morning, I did my flight, crashed my nitro, did the 420 flight, recorded the video, got the kids up, said, let's get out of here because this is all before nine o'clock. Because I need to get to Mavis at nine o'clock to get a tire, get tires. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I got to Mav- um, Midas, Midas or Mavis? No, Mavis. It was Mavis Tire Place. Mavis Discount. Yeah. Yeah, Discount Tire, America's Discount Tire Place, and they got me in pretty quick. You know, not right off the bat, but quick enough. But I didn't get out of there till twelve thirty. <laughs> so Dang. three hours to get tires. Uh, and I got three out of the four because one tire I, I had replaced last time I went to Jersey because I got a, um, a nail on the sidewall. So, like, whatever, I just replaced it. And now the other three. So now I have, you know, relatively uh, completely fresh tires on, on the truck. So. Yeah. So that's good. But, yeah, that's, you know, 800 bucks I didn't want to really have to spend. <laughs> you know, not not an emergency situation like oh, crap, I got to get this right done now. Like, you know, yeah, I would have been fine if I had to do it at home, but it is what it is. Um, You know, knock on wood, I I didn't didn't pull an Andy or Cliff, you know. Yeah, what's up with Cliff saying that I always have trouble? I blew one tire in the dozens and dozens of fun fly trips I've made. Because Cliff only remembers one thing. That one time coming from Urcha, I blew a tire on the camper. That's literally only trouble I've ever had. <laughs> well, now What's wrong with him? It's like every time. <laughs> That's what he takes, at least. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, you blew a tire. His shit was like... Yeah, I blew a tire. I pulled off the road, unhooked the camper, <laughs> went to dinner and, yeah. you know, a movie and all that shit, and then got a tire the next day. It was like not yeah. really a big deal. And not eventful, yeah. Yeah, his truck's still in the damn shop. <laughs> is it? I had. I don't know. It I was last time I talked to it. Blew off. That's all. Yeah. We were in Daytona Beach one year for Bike Week, and my buddy Tex, and that's actually his name, uh, got pulled over or stopped by police because he had the same thing on his back tire, Steve. He had threads coming out like multiple layers. His tire was so bald. The police were like, "All right, <laughs> we, we got to give this guy a ticket." Everybody else, oh, man. chicks flashing boobs, guys pissing on the sidewalks, people punching <laughs> each other. No, Dude's no big thing. Tire. Yeah. That bald tire, pull over. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. It is kind of dangerous when they get down like that, though. Yeah. When yeah, he, I was like. Especially oh, man, on, the, on the front, Steve. I mean, you pull yeah, a front man. tire, it can oh, <laughs> throw yeah, you plumb out of the road. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so that's so my thoughts were this. If a tire place is not open. I'm going to rotate my back tires to the front, yeah. rotate one of those bad tires, whichever the best one, to the rear and use the spare and get home. Did you uh, put it on the left side only make right hand turns? Or you just run them? Mm-hmm. I ever... rotate my tires every time I get an oil change oh, at really? the dealership. Now, Damn. I got an oil change a week and a half ago. 
the way that the tires were like, you know, the the wires hanging out, it seemed like this might have been for a little bit. Yeah. Or it could have been to drive up. Maybe it was to drive up. Who knows? Maybe it was to drive up. It was three hundred miles. Three hundred miles might have worn that that corner, those edges down. I don't know. It was bad. I don't know. Unless something's bad wrong with it, you wouldn't think the the whole it would wear down to the the radials, the wires. Right. Like you, I would think that the tires had not been rotated ever to wear down like that. Right. Yeah. That's and weird. that would make sense if you never did. But yeah, no, I rotated the tires. Eh, you know. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Now I've had. You know, radios start showing, but like strips of the actual tire was like missing. It was like um, I was out and about one day and um, started hearing, you know, it was like a brief moment where I was hearing something hitting the fender well. So I pulled over. It's like maybe I hit something in the road and I checked the tires. Nothing. Didn't see anything. And of course, this was on the Equinox and it was slightly lower than really any of the vehicles I've had didn't really get to feel around back there or anything and it's like well treads there there's nothing you know stuck on the car about three weeks later i go to the tire shop uh to see about getting a nail out of the tire in the back they jack up the car and uh you have a bigger problem than just the nail in the tire and look at the front and like there's like literally an inch on each side on the inside of the tire the front tires that just a big old strip of like rubber is missing and it's like oh that's great so i roll in you know expecting to pay like 40 bucks to have a tire patched and i ended up leaving paying like 400 do you buy new tires you didn't look at your tire when it was making a weird noise it was like a brief second i figured i hit something on the road and you didn't go look at your tires see what the hell's going I, on i did i, I didn't see anything <laughs> nah. that struck me out of the ordinary nah, it'd be all right I'd, probably a so nail. i just turn the radio up louder you want yeah to hear. exactly <laughs> i do that's what i do but, yeah yeah i ended up uh expecting to pay 40 bucks and i walked out paying 400 so i'll take it yep so truck tires two parts order for helis it's kind of an expensive weekend. <laughs> Damn, dude. Hell yeah. You said But that. it's fun. I had so much fun. I, I, That's cool. I'm glad I you think went. I've had, yeah. I think I had more fun at this one than the previous years. I don't know why. Maybe because I did more flying. I don't know. I think I know why, but I, I don't want to talk about it in the show. I'll talk about it after. <laughs> but uh, all right. Anything else for the fun fly or you guys want to talk about? No, thanks to everybody that went out. I obviously couldn't make it i wish i could have gone you guys looked like you absolutely had a blast thanks yeah. for everybody that did videos i know cricky did some videos um saw a bunch of guys that i had met once or twice before and probably would have had a, enjoyed hanging out with mm-hmm. uh jimmy tate was there saw yeah. him it was, uh, cool. it was so good to see mike too man that angel almissary uh yeah mike d Yep, yeah, it was really good to see Mike and catch up with him. Nice. He's looking really good. I mean, he's he's dropped some serious weight. Yeah. Yep. Been busy. Yep. He's been busy going international. I guess you could say that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. I guess let's move it on to Ian's tech tip. Do we have anything? I don't know. Do we? 
Oh, yeah, we do. Um, all right. Figure I'd do a little tech tip on uh, belt maintenance. Um, well, for example, there's a few brands out there that do run belts. You know, obviously Goblin being one of them. Uh, you know, XL Power, Protos, uh, just to name a few. Oxy, Logo, uh, almost mm-hmm. every other one. Oxy, yeah. <laughs> Everything now, but Line and Gary. Align pilots, I and mean, you can just go ahead and you know fast forward starting now. But um, all right, you know what what do we use belts for? Well, we use them for motor belts, uh, especially on goblins, uh, tail belts. <clears throat> uh, why do we, uh, you know, what do we check for when we're doing maintenance? Uh, you know, Is it especially still there? The belts. Is it still there? <laughs> <laughs> well, for one, cracks, uh, missing teeth, irregular wear, shredding. Are the belts too loose or too tight? Uh, pulley alignment. Uh, is the pulley in the correct place to actually keep the belt centered where it needs to be, or is it like up or down, making it ride up or down on the pulley, causing it to grind against something? Or, yeah, is it still there? Um, what are, you know, what are the issues, uh, you know, what can cause uh, a lot of issues? Well, like I said, pulley placement, uh, which a lot of a lot of ways you can correct that is like, for example, on the motor belt, is the pinion placed in the right spot where it needs to be to actually stay on the the pulley evenly, I should say, where it needs to be. Um, is the belt old? Uh, is there any any interference onto the you know for the belt itself is like in, is there anything rubbing up against it that should not be um and then of course uh too loose or too tight can also cause problems you know it would be if it's too loose you're going to be skipping teeth it's not going to you know you're going to lose authority whether it's actual motor belt or your tail rotor uh too tight can be prone to snapping um and another thing if um uh, if you have like a brand new model put together, some of these belts can stretch within the first few flights. So it's always great to uh, at least double check that probably throughout like the first 10 flights. Um, And then uh, Scott Graham had given me a couple more advices. Uh, Obviously, you know, the, is there uh, missing teeth uh, or is there teeth skipping as far as on the belt? A lot of uh, wear patterns that I would also uh, keep a lookout for if uh, the belt was either too tight or too loose. I, is there any uh, teeth missing out of the belt or is uh, – okay, Kevin's got his hand raised. Well, Steve had his hand raised first. <laughs> All right, what's up? Um, you mentioned that the belt – well, stretch over time. Yeah. Well, over if, um, if the like belt new stretches, belts. if new belt stretches, that means it won't match up with the cogs. It won't match up with the actual teeth. So new belts cannot stretch. Belts really? do not stretch. I figured They're, there was at have, least minor have, stretching. No. Nope. They flex, but they don't stretch because they have a. Uh, it's like a. Like a Kevlar or like a fiberglass threading inside the belt to keep it from stretching. Think right. about it. You have a belt that has teeth that match up with a pulley. If those mm-hmm. belts stretch, they're not going to match up with the pulley anymore. 
it cannot stretch. <clears throat> if it stretches, it's going to snap. Yeah. See, I always figure that there was wear stretching. Yeah. No, no, they're not I, supposed to stretch. I've had 3D printed like tank treads for a little mini thing, and I tried to adjust them ever so slightly to get a better connection. And even with the slight, tiny, little, the oh. smallest adjustment, threw it off to where they it just spits them right off now. It sort of so I, them up. If yep. it if it's gonna if it stretches at all, yeah, it's gonna just. I don't even think it would stretch a little bit because they're they're there's such a ratio, uh, you know, in the tolerance between the the uh, actual meshing belts, between the belts and the pulleys. And the, what belts do is they do kind of tension up between the pulleys on one side or the other more or less. And that'll mm-hmm. give you like a almost like a, a lag feel of the belt, but it's not supposed to stretch. If no, stretch, and I, I like I said, I figured there was at least some minor stretching. And really, it's good practice to you know after building a machine, you know, go through it, you know, look it over, make sure everything's staying in place, make sure that you know the tension and everything's staying where it needs to be. Obviously. Uh, with like goblins, a lot of them have that uh, the belt tensioner that has a little marker on it that if it's like flush with the frame, that's where that belt needs to be. That's a recommended yeah tension. That's that's a recommended setting. It's not where it should be. I would say yeah. it's just what the factory's recommending. Um, I run my belts looser than that, and I have no problems with my belts ever. Yeah, but also my flying style. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure Andy can say the same. That's what I was going to say. Flying style can dictate how tight or loose you want your belts. Yeah. Also, I mean, if you're you're hardcore, you want that pretty damn tight. If you're, yeah, you know, just tooling around, doing a lot of, like, slow stuff, and do, you love doing a lot of autos, you want it a little looser because it's going to yeah. auto-rotate mm-hmm. a lot better. Yeah. It's how like, do you I know, know how tight to tension it, Ian? Um, for me, I've always tensed, uh, for my goblin, for example, like literally <clears throat> I tension my belts for, for the tail belt, for example, like, uh, the tensioner, it's literally right at the frame, like almost flush with what the if frame. You don't have a a tensioner? Like mm. what's too tight and what's too loose. I don't know. Well, I can answer too loose. Well, this is Ian's tech <laughs> tip. I want to hear his thoughts. Well, I mean, the He's only the one other telling belt... us how to do belt maintenance. Well, I have goblins, so I mean, I've got that. I mean, yeah, but honestly, I crank them down. But I mean, if there's a whole lot of play in that belt, no, that, that's still too loose. Yeah, I think if the belts are touching each other, it's too loose. Yeah, yeah. If you can squeeze it and go, now you. And you'll know the flight characteristics will be pretty crazy. And you'll hear a lot of sounds. You'll hear a lot of slapping in the boom, depending on yeah. what model you're flying. Depending on how I got a question for you. What will make the, the tail belt get tighter or looser? And when when should you have to double check it? That's probably, when it comes uh, down, probably not as big a deal on a traditional goblin. On my logo, when I come down and do an auto and I dip the tail into the ground. Your logo, when you do anything to it and the tail box slides in. Yep. When the wind blows, you have to tension it. Right. Exactly. You think temperature has anything to do with it? When I take it out of the Jeep. Yeah, that does. That does. I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't experienced that. 
Could be though. It absolutely does. You know how much aluminum grows and shrinks depending on temperature? I haven't measured it. We should measure it. Your boom will be way shorter in the winter than it is in the summer. Well, maybe not where you are, but in the the (laughs) normal seasoned parts of the country where you got winter and summer. So it goes from 65 to 95? Yeah, it's probably not enough. But if you live where I do and it goes from 35 to 105, that's a big difference. If you have an aluminum boom like on a uh, raw or a, well, anything else but a traditional goblin, you definitely have to double check it. Like you have to check it. You can't tension it in the house where it's 70 degrees and then go outside where it's 20. It'll be too loose. Your boom will shrink that much. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to shut so, up now. Is that why <laughs> the beer cans explode tip. when you put them in the freezer? Because <clears throat> they shrink? Mm-hmm. Oh, Ian. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's the pros and cons of a loose belt versus a tight belt? I think people should know why they should run a loose belt or a tight belt. Well, yeah, that's good. Loose belt's going to give you less drag, um, not to mention be a little bit forgiving for, uh, well, belt drive in general is more forgiving than torque tube if you touch the blades on the ground. Um, I'd say uh, not as much wear and tear on the bearings because I mean, if you're pulling things over... You know, over tightened. I mean, you're put you're stressing, putting a lot of strain on bearings, as well. Yeah. Sure. That all you got? You got more? Uh, do you? Oh, so too loose. Too loose performance issues is if you do hard reversals, you'll skip the belt if it's too loose. Right. That's when you actually, the belt will tension up enough that it'll kind of like hop a tooth and because you're giving such a tail force it'll basically stall the tail out for that split second hop a tooth and you'll get inconsistent tail performance right um the good part about having a loose belt is what you said that's drag you want to auto you auto and it comes down and it keeps spinning right keeps yeah. keeps it better less yeah, wear on it, your bearings right like big... you said Makes a big difference as well as how the heli's designed. The size of the pulleys makes a big difference as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Size of pulleys, the gear ratios, and all that definitely make a play. Um, running it too tight. Yeah, you don't have the problem of skipping teeth or any type of performance issues. Um, depending on how tight, though, you can actually strip out belts, running belts too tight. Motor mm-hmm. belts especially. If you run a motor belt... Actually, it goes both ways. The motor belt, if you run them too, actually too tight is fine. Sorry. The motor belt, you run them too loose. The torque of the motor can strip the belt. Yep. Especially, Especially if you're using a small pinion. A small pinion with, or small like, you know, a small pulley with a decent sized motor, um, you know, can possibly strip that out. Um, so, yeah. Uh, running things too tight, though, is... Biggest thing is the impact on bearings, motor bearings, third third pinion, you know, third motor bearings, uh, your tail. Um, some things on goblins aren't supported, like say on your black nitro, right? You know, you have your your main shaft coming down into your your main pulley and your tail pulley, 
right? Mm -hmm. That's not supported at the bottom. So if you have both belts really tight or one belt tighter than the rest, you might be putting uneven pressure on that, you know, mother plate bearing because you're putting like pressure towards the back or towards the front, you know, having yeah. one belt tighter than the other, pulling on those two belts. So things like that, you got to be mindful of. You, you don't want things too, too tight, but you don't also want them too loose either. So there's this yeah, like I, happy medium. I see people asking how tight they should run their belt. And yeah. there's certain helis have an indicator like the raw stuff. But other than that, it's, I don't know. You just I kinda, feel. You just kind of got to know. <laughs> I, don't know. Yeah. I wish there was a better, more scientific way to tell you. And I'm but sure there is, right? Like you could see, you could probably think, do it by the, the deflection of yeah. the belt, like how much it squeezes. But like you'd have force. to measure the amount of force you're putting on it. It's just, right. I mean, we can grab it and say, oh, that's probably good or that's really tight or too yeah. loose. But somebody that doesn't know wouldn't know. Right. I think most people are <laughs> on the side of too tight and then they don't have mm -hmm. any problems. But then their heli, their blade stops spinning in about two revolutions. When you, right, right. When, when they go like this, like, <laughs> yeah, like really? Because it's yeah. like, so tight. Yeah, yeah. Right. and I, I think it definitely does put some un, un, um, it puts wear on the belt if it's too tight, for sure, you know. Yeah, and um, little, it, those little tiny bearings on your tail shaft, that's hard on those as well. Yeah, and also any tail pulley guides or tail belt guides. Yeah. If you think about it, yeah, they're really they tiny bearings. Little bitty, yeah. <laughs> yeah, spinning how many like they feet don't, per second? Yeah. Like you know. Mm -hmm. They don't usually have as much force as the the tail sure. shaft, but mm -hmm. but still, you're right. They they will wear out. Yeah. Well, on on Kevin's uh, you know, um, the local six ninety often <laughs> he might melt the plastic part that. Mm -hmm. Those bearings go into, you know, because it gets so. That's just because so he's bad. so hardcore. That's on the frame. I know he's hardcore, <laughs> yeah. man. You know, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Kevin's hardcore enough to melt plastic off the airframe. I'm hardcore enough to McGrady a helicopter now, so I'm. I'm I think we're doing good. We're getting <laughs> there. You guys are badass. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm even crashing. That doesn't happen very often. During the show, you're crashing. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. What the hell, man? Oh, where is it? Where is it? Do I have this one? I gotta have it. I gotta have it. I'm gonna make up for a week. All right. Um, okay, cool, man. I mean, you, you got most of it. I, I give you a, a B for that. Oh, thanks. Um, I, I did hear, I'm not for sure. I mean, I've never had to experience any of the tail static stuff, but I have heard where some people lube belts and it's like eh, uh i don't think that's really a good idea that's just me i mean do why you want is to that not a good idea it? i don't know i mean why would you i mean well, what do you use for that hairspray cooking oil what do you use silicone like i silicone just put the spray. fucking belt on oh. <laughs> well you okay well do you want to get in the weeds on this because you will absolutely have static issues if your heli is not designed properly and have continuity between your tail and your the front end, your yeah. motor, for example, most of them do nowadays because people know. So if it's if it has aluminum boom and it it's designed properly, or there has been things where you had to put a wire on there to ground it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have a a continuity between your tail 
shaft, for example, and your front stuff, then you've just got, um, what do they call that thing? A Van de Graaff generator. You're just a, a static generator with that belt running in there. Right. But and you can spray silicone lube on it, and it will eliminate that static. Yep. Because uh, one of the notes that was uh, sent to me by Scott Graham were uh, previous owners trying to lube the belt with incorrect products, and he put slash WD-40. Yeah, you shouldn't use any petroleum products yeah, on near anything out. rubber or... Well, it doesn't dry it out so much as it breaks down Delay. the rubber yeah. and it becomes soft and like squishy over time. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. um, any kind of plastic or... Because your plastics and your rubber have petroleum in them. And then so if you put petroleum products on them, then... It, you know, it'll eat into it, melt it, degrade it. Yeah. That's why I use silicone grease, just because I can put it anywhere, plastic blade grips or whatever, and silicone spray if you need to lube your... Like I said, it's not as big a deal anymore. Like, back uh, on, like, like a 450X, for example, because it, pl- it had a plastic tail box and stuff. Um, that had that, though? I don't remember seeing... That never had anything. Oh, the it was made I used to lube them some because <clears throat> it had that plastic tail belt. Yeah, I never tail box. Like, it never said anything. At least nothing I ever saw in the manual to. And do I don't. That. I don't think the fly barless units are as susceptible to static hits as they were back mm-hmm. in the day either. The old B-Stexes and stuff could do a little. Yeah. Take a hit. I mean, the only helicopters recently system. was like some of the Mikados, right? Had them. Yeah. I know because the of all the plastic, did. you know. Fireball if stuff, as well. If stuff's built with carbon fiber, uh, aluminum, aluminum boom, carbon at the gearbox or aluminum gearbox, I mean, tailbox mm-hmm. and stuff, you can easily take a multimeter and check it. Just stick yep. it on your tail shaft, stick it on your, your motor plate or your, your main transmission. If you got continuity, you're good. If you don't, see if you can scratch some anodizing in a certain spot or something so you get continuity. It's definitely not something that's all that people need to worry about as much, but it can happen. It can ruin electronics. Cool. Right on. And why are you asking Scott Graham for help? (laughs) I don't see if there was anything I missed. I think Scott was offering up his expertise. Got to ask someone. I guess he didn't ask any of us, did he? No, of course not. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, the show I did, and you're like, "Oh, save it for the show." You can't ask somebody five minutes before you start recording. Yeah, yeah. Did you ask Scott like at like seven fifty-five today? Oh, here, let me see. No, you did it. Don't even go go there. You know you did not. I give you a A for effort and a C minus for execution. That's why I was well, so it's not bad. I, I also added it all together. At least, at least you put effort into it and you prepared. So yeah, I'll give you an A for that. But prepared a for effort. Asking the wrong per- no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just thirty-five out of seven hundred million for And besides, topic. it doesn't it doesn't hurt to you know get ideas from somewhere else. Maybe there if there's something I missed. Or something I don't regularly practice, but others do. 
So it's like the whole, you know, static on the tail. I've never had to worry about it, and I've never had issues with it, so I've never had to practice You could anything. spend like three minutes on the internet and learn all about it if you care yeah. to look. Oh, I, I haven't exactly had time Obviously either. I don't care to look. <laughs> so thank you for Ian's te- tech tip. It's better yeah, than uh, Scott Graham. Brought to you by Scott Graham this yeah. week. Not all of it. Not all of it. Some of it, partly. Yeah, some of it. Good job. Good job, Ian. Scott. Good try, Ian. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Cool. Let's uh, move it on then. Move it yes, on to news and announcements. All right. Let's do some news and announcements. Okay. What do we I've have? I've got one thing here and only one because I can't remember anything else. But I saw a product or a change um as it's not really a product a design that is the hell is it i don't know it's a thing it's a thing kevin that goes on the thing that works the other show about the thing yeah you know yeah yeah no what it is is a connection for your tail rod your tail control rod it's a glue free expansion type connector to put to connect a a ball link to a carbon control rod without using glue or adhesive. Yes. And it uses uh, the where you have a sleeve, it has taper in it, you have a, a tapered um boss that goes inside that sleeve, it threads in. Same type of connection is used on a lot of other stuff. Um there's cable connections like this, there's um, I've used a connection that's almost exactly like this for to make hydraulic lines, hydraulic fittings out in the field. The sleeve goes over the hose, and there's another piece that screws uh-huh. into that that goes into the side of the hose. They're yep. tapered both ways, and it compresses it. Yep. Um, it's basically a compression joint. Like compression yeah, it's thing, a compression yeah. joint. Which it's is, a really awesome idea. Yeah, it's really cool because uh, you don't have to wait for glue to dry or anything it's it's a mechanical joint and it looks like it should work really well yes um i believe nick designed this right or he works so nick maxwell had something to do with it and they're trying it out for the xl power specter v2 and the nimbus so i guess they'll have two different sizes and i'm sure it would work on any other heli assuming you have the correct size carbon rod and I want to be the first to say, Nick, when you see somebody that has this and they've glued it, just count to 10, man. <laughs> they put this in and they glue it? Is that what you're <laughs> saying? They glue it, it anyways? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, XL Power had the, uh, they had that clamp thing back when the Spectre first came out, which was a yeah. mechanical connection as well. Oh, that was, wasn't a glued? I thought that was glued and then you put the clamp on. No, you wasn't in the. You really did. I glued mine, but you really didn't have to glue it. Like it crushed it down on that. But I didn't think that was hardly good enough. Uh, and it wasn't as it was this big clamp thing. It wasn't as yeah, elegant, as nice as this this connector they're doing now. I like it. Oh, this is cool. Dope. I like it too. Yeah. Ben Stork awesome. on Heli Direct. Yeah. Team 
Lifeline Inspector yeah. 700. When did he leave a line? I didn't know uh, this. A little yeah. while ago. Oh. Yeah, maybe like a, a month ago or less. I oh, think. wow. Why he didn't you tell me, Ian? I didn't know. You didn't know? You're the one that's on Facebook 24 hours a day. Not really. Uh, <laughs> Not here lately. All right. Well, I didn't even know that, but congrats yeah, to Haley Direct <laughs> for getting yeah, Ben Stork. Yep. The only reason yeah. I knew is because uh, he flies Eagle Drift and, and my, my oh, okay. team channel. They were like, All right, oh, cool. he's flying Eagle Drift motors. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Yeah, no, I awesome. would like to uh, congratulate everybody but me who's made it on a team so far. Which is, it's just you uh, and no, Ian no, that didn't make it yet. Everybody yeah, but me and Ian that are on teams, which is like everybody else in the hobby. Congratulations, I'm everybody almost, else. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see one go by, I'm like, it's not me again. What the hell? <laughs> You're yeah, on I'm, my team, Kevin. I'm fine. I'm on God's team right now. <laughs> You're on my team. Nobody will You're pick on me. The free fall like team. Elementary I'm on the free fall team. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There you go. But not keep falling. No. <laughs> what the what the hell, Andy? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh that's all I've got for news. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm like that guy at the drag strip who has the car with no sponsors on it. I don't care. Spray painted black with rattle Just cans. Going right down that strip anyways. Mm-hmm. Nice. Maybe we'll get some more news next week when Urcha rolls around. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Hey, let us know if you're going to Urcha. We should put a poll up on Freefall page. Yeah. 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 I wonder if someone did that already, you know? Hmm. All right. So we're going to move it on to what's next for you in the hobby? I guess that's it. Then what's next for you in the hobby? What's next for me? Yeah, Kevin, what's next for you? Uh, hmm. I'm going flying. I don't care what anybody else does in Florida. But I'm Wait, so did you fly on Sunday? You just did the Oxy 5, though, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I just did a couple just Screw Steve and said, I'm going to fly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Good. Good for you. But, I, but I'm going to take um, my planes, my helis to the flying field yep. and get, get a couple of flights in. You should and, get out there uh, pretty early and then, like, you know, 11 o'clock, be like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Well, that's basically <laughs> what I do. This is when his name shows up, you know? My 11 o'clock is usually around 1.30 when, or that's Steve's 11 o'clock. And it was 1.30 when I'm getting packed up to leave. Mm-hmm. There you Retirement, go. he must be loving it. I haven't even heard from him. Yeah. So, awesome. That's what I'm going to What are you going to be doing, Ian? You're going to be working? You say yep. working, Discord wrenching, or uh, tail belt or something, <laughs> and I'm gonna slap you. Oh my gosh! Do right, the right through the internet. Yeah. Right through Skype. <laughs> well, um, tonight I'm gonna be looking at the Drake to see what else I need to order. Then I'm gonna order a bunch of shit, um, stuff for oh, the Drake. Um, I do need to grab a few things for the 420, a uh, couple things for the for the black nitro, and see about getting the rest of the stuff together for the 580. So I'm gonna order some stuff from A Main, and then 
see if uh, see if old Bert and Kyle's got that new uh, canopy scheme for the 580. I'm gonna try to go ahead and hit the buy it now button on that. Wait a minute, you got a 422? <laughs> oh no, I've got the the 580. Oh, I heard you say. Oh, you're... I've got the 420. I got the, the OG 420. Yeah. Oh, the OG 420. Yeah. So, got to get that shit done, and then uh, got to get oil change done on the Honda and get a few things for, you know, what I need for the trip. Um, then, of course, uh, there's a app that we all kind of hang out on on Friday, and <laughs> and then... <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah. Skating around things. Yeah, yeah gotta... you're doing, actually doing a really good job. Keep it up. Yeah. Yeah, and then I got this pesky job that I I do sixteen hour shifts at, and um, yeah, and yeah, that's about all I've got going, other than work, Discord, wrenching, and uh, ordering tail parts. Belts. Oh, yeah, damn it! Belts. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So uh, Kevin drew him into that one though. He didn't. He wasn't gonna go there, but yeah. So what about you, Andy? What are you? What helicopter are you putting together this week? I heard there's a one bolt a day challenge that's been taking place. Yeah, and then he immediately backed out of it because he was in the key. So <laughs> I just ignore everything now. Uh, I'm not putting together anything. I've got to finish the, getting the camper ready because I'm oh, heading right. out at the end of this week, going down to RCHO to hang out with those guys for a couple of days. And that's probably all I will get done. Yeah, that's probably all I'll get done. So I'll have, I'll probably be flying one heli. <laughs> I mean, I have other heli. I have the gasser. It's flying. I have the, the Oxy-5, but I kind of don't want to fly it because I want to sell it, and I'm sure I might hey, crash you hate it. you what? You hate the Oxy-5. You want to sell it. No, I don't hate it at all. I just don't ever fly it, so... Why am I keeping it if I don't fly it? It's 580 Nitro that's kind of going to take its place and use its servos and stuff. Okay. So I don't really need the Oxy-5, which I could fly it, but it's that thing is once you decide to sell something, then you fly it and you crash it, and then it's like, you know. I mean, I should have sold it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it would be. So yeah. we'll see. I got the raw. I got the gasser. I was about to say, like, I mean, how many helis do you need to fly, though? Like, I need bring one. the raw and I need one. fly the raw, fly the raw, if you crash it, then whatever. Huh? I, need I need to, I actually need to work on it. The blades are way out of track. When I worked on it and did those servo horns, I'd never, I just leveled the swash. I didn't actually do a, a full setup. Pitch setup yeah. So maybe I have a pitch arm that's slightly tweaked. I mean, they're tight to the, the grips, but. That's kind of a shitty design on those anyway. So one could be a degree off or something, causing it to be out of track. They're definitely out of track. You could hear it when I was flying. Um, so I might do that, or I might just say, screw it and not do anything. Just keep just flying fine. it the way it is. I need no. to order some plastic skids because I, I ground them about, <laughs> about down to nothing up in Ohio. Shen is not going to be there right for this, right? Like it's not no. an official thing. So yeah, and plus he's going to Earth, I'm sure next week. So. Maybe, 
maybe. I'm not sure. I actually don't know of what he's decided. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so who's next? Steve? I guess I'm remaining, yeah. Steve. So um, I got all these parts orders in. Oh, I didn't talk about the Gooski either. Yeah, I crashed that thing too, so I, I ordered parts for that as well. <laughs> All right, next show, I want a full uh, breakdown on the gooski. Breakdown of yeah. the fly, how it, the, how it flies, and then the crash. Yeah. yeah. So keep it yeah. in your noodle. Because yeah, it was with, only two flights. So. Don't forget. There's not much to remember. Or okay. It's just two okay. flights. I want it mainly focused on how it compares to a 700. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That'll be the first question I answer once I'm done with the flight. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, so um, I, I got all these parts coming in. I got parts from Helen Direct coming in from BK Hobbies. I got some other stuff coming in from someone else. I don't know. Um, oh, I think I ordered something from Anything Helly because I was like, I need these links, and no one had them in stock. So I just looked them up and ordered. So um, I'm hoping this stuff comes in before Friday. <laughs> so I ordered them all this morning and one order yesterday. So I'm hoping that, you know, I do have shipping notices, tracking numbers for, for three of the packages, three of the three packages. So I should hopefully, but one of them's like, you know, we'll update soon kind of deal. So I'm not sure, you know, when I'll actually get it tracking. It might not go out until tomorrow. You might get it Monday. <clears throat> or they might, yeah, right. They might not receive it until tomorrow, which yeah. then they start processing. So maybe I might look at these, all these sites are coming from, um, you know, Florida, which isn't too far. Illinois, which is still not too far. So, you know, I might look out. If I do, great. If not, whatever. I got plenty of other alleys, right? I got my raw, 12S raw. I got my Puma still. So I can fly those, no problem. That's all you need. You know, really, that's all I need. You're going to do two flights while you're there, so I don't know why you're trying to fix everything. I don't know. I've been flying more now, especially at night. And I think I would probably do some more night flights there. You know, probably not in the daytime. You're gonna just put money on it? I don't think oh. you will. Money. How much money and how many flights do I have to do? Because I could make that happen. I don't know. Not much money, because I mean. The, oh, you gotta make money. You can control whether you do it or not. You do exactly. it even if you don't want to. <laughs> just saying. I'm I'm the same. You or I don't fly very often at the RCHO events, just because it's too much fun to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see about this weekend. There's other things that came up too, so we'll, we'll have to we'll see all of that. Yeah. Anyways, let's move it on. I think that's it for me, really. Get packages in, wrench on some helicopters, make it to our seat show. All right. Okay, listener pipeline. We gotta have some, right? We have some. You ready? You ready okay. for these amazing voicemails? They're going to blow our socks off, I guarantee Blow your eardrums out, more like. Hey, Freefall guys, what's up? Hey, Steve Cullen from sunny South Florida. Hope y'all are all doing well. Hey, uh, I know there's been the sickness kind of spreading around the Freefall podcast group. What the heck? What the hell, Andy? I hear that you caught it. You might have shared it with Ian. I think Steve is a little bit too hardy or healthy to be able to catch that funk. But even Kevin was not feeling so good this past weekend, thinking maybe he had a little bit of sympathy sickness or something like that, almost like uh, one of y'all is pregnant, so Kevin's feeling the, uh, well, the pleasure and enjoyment of it all. Anyway, I hope everybody's well and, and, you know, better than normal. 
because what is up this weekend? I might say this is Urcho, as in North Carolina, Nightdale, North Carolina to be more precise. Hope to see you all there. Uh, Andy, I know you'll be there. I think Steve is not going to go. He's probably going to Urcha the following weekend. I believe that Kevin is no-show. He's got other plans, so other things going on. He doesn't know. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and travel the 10 hours, 10, 11, 12, maybe three days to get there. But more than likely, I won't make it to Urcha this year. But, you know, who knows? Depends on who's talking me into it and who's paying my way. You know, like, uh, maybe Andy will say I can ride with him. Anyway, that's it. Oh, Andy, I know that we had a little challenge. I didn't want to ask you about it this past week because uh, for two reasons. One, I didn't turn a whole lot of bolts, but uh, I know that you were had the sickness. But I have done pretty well. In fact, at Urcho, I will have at least two, if not three, helicopters that you've never seen fly. I think that you might uh, appreciate it. Fake news. One might actually be an OMP2 V2, and I'm curious as to why you picked uh, to put a Spectrum receiver in it instead of a jetty. I put a jetty in mine, and I think I told you that a few weeks ago. That's it, guys. Hope y'all are doing well. Have a wonderful day, and I hope to see some of you at Urcho this weekend. See ya. See ya. Steve doesn't know anything. Does he even listen to this show? That's what I'm saying. I don't think he even listens. I think he him? does. He listens, but he doesn't comprehend. <laughs> All right. Let's see what this other voice he, is. He listens, but I know that from, does from knowing does he listen? Because knowing yeah. him does as he long stop as I talking know him, long enough to listen to anything, there is a Steve reality that Steve lives in. <laughs> His bubble. <laughs> His bubble. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how much of the show is penetrated. Well, he's talking about some challenge. I guess I should give some context. Context, because it's never been brought up on the show. He's never done it in a voicemail. He called me personally and said he wanted to do a bold a day challenge. And then he sent me a text three days later and said he can't do the challenge because he's going to the Keys for a week and a half. So at that point, I just forgot about it. So maybe he's <laughs> putting a bowl today in something because I sure haven't. And if that's the case, I guess he wins this challenge he made up. <laughs> All right, we got another one here. Let's see. Let's let's see. This will probably be even better than the last one. And one more thing, guys. I know a lot of y'all are really thinking about coming to uh, the uh, Orlando Winter Bash. The dates have been changed. The uh, preliminary dates they were talking about were a little bit later in the year, but the the semi-official date right now has been moved, and that date is December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. That's December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. That's in Apopka, just northwest of Orlando, Florida. Hope y'all can make it there. See ya. All right. Now, that was actually useful voicemail. See ya. So the tentative dates for the Torches Winter Bash, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. That's the dates I would have thought it was anyway, but maybe yeah. they were originally thinking about doing it the week That's later. I don't know. Yeah. Usually Steve, the first week, I thought. So. Yeah, it's always been that first week, first couple of days. So, And well, he should know. I think he's... He's part of that club, maybe. Uh, um, what do they call the guys that run the club? Torches. No. Torches, yeah. An officer. He might be an oh, officer of that yeah. club. Yeah, officer. Boy. All right. Well, thanks, Steve. Okay. Appreciate it. That is all the voicemails we have. That's today. all of it? Yep. 
Okay, okay. we got everyone here, so I guess let's do a wrap-up, huh? I guess wow. let's do it. Yeah, it's been a while. So we have Facebook likes, 1,409 likes. That's plus six this last couple weeks, um, I think. I don't know. A couple of these names kind of seem familiar. But we have uh, Blanton Riviera, Riviera, uh, Mark Coster, Jung Bum Lee, uh, Chris Ryber RC, which, you know, you know Chris Ryber, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Tucker, and Andy Hoppett. Andy Hoppin. That's when you know Friday nights are going good when there's an Andy Hoppin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Facebook comments. What do we have? Well, let's see. What do we have? Uh, I don't know. How far back should we go? Uh, two episodes. Ohio Heli Throwdown? Yeah. Sounds good. We had three comments on that episode post. Uh, Kyle Spiels said another great episode. Steve, you know, it was nice meeting you at the throwdown. Yep. Lou Mazork said, awesome. Now I know my Friday at work will be good. And one and only Bill Anthony said, I think, uh, the name of Kevin's new movie segment should be called Kevin's Rotten Tomatoes. This way you can give us more of a score from zero to a hundred. Also, a tech tip uh, would be good for him to give listeners the correct name of the movies he's watched. Not that I spent t- 10 minutes looking up Sherlock Holmes Book of Shadows to find out it's Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows. Yeah, I wasn't here that yeah. time or I would have been yelling no, at Kevin because he got it wrong. Thanks for new segment. No, oh, I thought it was Book of Shadows. And I, what the hell? And those movies are really good because they were directed by Guy Ritchie. And I like oh, yes. Did those. yes. Those yeah, those awesome. Sherlock Holmes movies. That's why they've got that that fast cut and those, like you were talking about, the fight scene where he plans everything yeah. out. That's Guy Ritchie all the way. Cool, cool. So, I mean, the Guy Ritchie just directed something else I just saw that I thought was amazing. Yeah, I kind of like most all his movies. Some are good. Some are not as good, but I like his style. Yeah, it's entertaining nonetheless. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. Uh, I think he directed uh, Man from Uncle. No, maybe not. No, I think he did. The new ones, uh, movie they did a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's he did. A, that's another one of my favorite. Yeah, I think he did direct that, and I just watched that again for like the umpteenth time. All right. So, so thanks, Bill, for correcting me. You know how I'd love to be corrected, especially by Bill, <laughs> William Anthony. <laughs> Um, Ian posted that he had a great time at the Mid-Missouri Modelers Second Annual Fun Fly. Definitely a great group of people and very welcoming. I will definitely be returning for more events in the near futures. In the near future, sorry. <laughs> or futures, depending on what university you live in. Uh, photos courtesy of Karen Black and Mid-Missouri Modelers. And there's a bunch of photos on the webpage you can see. Uh, let's see, what are some of the replies here where Missouri and there's some rundown on that. Steve O'Connor said, I didn't hear a thing about this. Well, damn it, Steve. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) And on the last podcast, uh, 336 Sans Transmission. uh, Geez, we had a bunch of 
comments. Michael Rosnick said, uh, one other note is I've used... Oh, read, those, zero, read the one below yeah, that no, first. Uh, direct drive actually has been done on large 800-size helis on the UAV side. The Andrury Ghost uses a direct drive motor and direct direct drive variable pitch tail rotor. A direct okay. drive main rotor and a direct drive variable pitch tail rotor. Yeah, I didn't think about that, and we didn't bring that up mm-hmm. when we were talking yeah, about it. I never yeah. even thought about scale, and I wasn't aware that they were using direct drive, but that's really fantastic. I didn't know they used it in the front. I knew about the Venstrom tails, yeah. and that setup was a tail setup usually, like a motor, because mm-hmm. um, it makes sense, right? you got to dump yeah. the fan back there, mm-hmm. so. But, um, yeah, I didn't know about the main drive, though. That's interesting. That's cool. I thought that was all, like, you know, mm-hmm. T-Rex 600 type of deals or T-Rex 700 type of deals, yeah. right? Like, or custom-made stuff. Or or even the, the uh, which are the super scale stuff from Roban and stuff, right? Like, those are, like, mechanics. But they still have, like, a main gear and a motor. Like, yeah. You know. Well, and a lot of these bigger ones that these guys are building, like uh, George and um, mm-hmm. what's his name? They're in Georgia. Yeah, they build a lot of that guys. custom stuff, like they custom yeah. make the swatch plate, and you know, uh, right, for the. Right. But I'm talking about these big, huge, yeah, like huge, huge. thousand millimeter yeah. plus blades, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. But cool, yeah, cool. I didn't, I didn't even think of scale. So hmm? sorry yep, about good that. Good call out, Mike. Yeah. Well, if you're wondering what that actually is, it's not a scale helicopter. It's uh, a like a drone, actually, like yeah, a reconnaissance. Yeah. They also drone. have like. The UAV drones, we're using them too, but I don't consider those um, in our hobby. Like they're UAV, they're like mm-hmm. type on a computer, but, say go here, go yeah, here, go guess, here. Yeah, I guess I guess I I jumed ahead, Kevin, because I I had read this other comment. Um, he says uh, one other note is I've used and seen direct drive tails for scale builds to replicate. Okay. Uh, unusual tail rotor configurations in the 450-500 size range. I've reproduced the Finston, which is the ducted tail of the right. Aerospatali, I don't know how to pronounce that, Gazelle, by using a small quadcopter motor and an eight-blade quad prop. Same has been done for angled tails, such as the one on the Black Hawk, which is tilted 20 degrees off of level. Yep. That's amazing. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense though, doing those mm-hmm. those different odd configuration tails and stuff by using a direct motor because yeah. you gotta do is run some wires to it. You don't have to worry about belts or linkages or gearboxes yeah, or none of that stuff. Or a race tail on a T Rex mm-hmm. kit, you had to get that freaking belted you know, with Yeah, the all the gears out. were yeah. hard to get lined up and meshing correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I kind of I don't know, Steve, I kinda I know there's no radio, but I mean uh, I would say that certain things could be developed from this. I, I, I don't think this is a hobby-related thing, but like you said, but uh, it is a helicopter. The UAV stuff? Yeah. It looks it's pretty like, interesting. A, like a box, like a rectangle helicopter flying in the air. Yeah, which has got to be the the 60 minutes of power that, that it has. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's cool technology. I won't pass that up, but it doesn't involve in our hobby, so that's why I don't want to talk I about it. Yeah, and they, I think they do way less single rotor stuff now than it's mostly quads, right? Or not quads. But no, they still do some single rotor stuff. Do they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I feel like they're coming back to single rotor stuff. They it's might more be. efficient than quads. 
Yeah. Multi rotors, not quads, I guess. Yeah, what I was trying to think. Yeah. I mean, unless you're doing heavy lifting. When you do reconnaissance, which is just a flying camera, you don't need the multi rotor platform because that, that gives you the, the lift capability. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm thinking cameras. of the, the commercial stuff I've seen mm -hmm. with the yeah. the huge cameras and all this stuff where they Rates got the whatever eight, they have. Like yeah. the yeah, eight Their rotor deals and stuff. stuff. Yeah. I just like the mechanical aspect of this, the way the main grips snap in, and that's pretty interesting. All of that, like mechanical. Some of this technology gizmos. is really cool, man. But yeah, mm -hmm. you know, try to peer flip that thing. You ain't gonna do it. No, no, it's not. Yeah, it's you just program it in. It'll do it. Just program it in. Oh, and and Mike actually posted a picture of uh, one of his models. Mm -hmm. One, the one with the ducted fan. Yeah. Yeah, he's a master scale builder and jason dutton uh said surprised me when i got in the car thursday arvo in australia and the podcast was there makes me makes the drive home much better thanks guys and we and steve said thanks for listening and steve shaw with with his comments uh loving another free fall rc podcast episode uh Nice to have two anchormen telling it like it is, keeping out the fluff. However, maybe soon another tool tip and a riveting e-bike story. Mm-hmm. P.S. A little I lame fake news with <laughs> Aldi's caramel rice snack. Yeah, Not allowed in South Florida. Well, oh. he's got to stay out of Aldi's. What's wrong with I know, Aldi's? I know he's retired and he's on a fixed income, but I'm sure you can find that in, in pubics. No, it's only a, the only ones yeah. that work are the ones from Aldi. Oh, yeah. okay. Why would he could he not go there? It's actually a discount know, store. Probably, Stuff's cheap. I order them. I don't know. I don't know. No and I have been biking to work. Biked four days last week, or the week before last. Well, I've been I was walking to work, so that's even better. Nice, dude. I've been that, driving to work. So screw ten, both of y'all. That ten foot. Walk is no, I've got about fifteen. I got about twenty-five steps. I got to walk down. I was gonna say he's got stairs leg. in the way. Oh, That's yeah. a whole twenty-five feet and stairs. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, twenty-five steps, and then probably about about thirty feet of walking. You know, but then I got to go to the kitchen and come back. You know, so it, it compounds very, very quickly. It, it gathers up real quick. <laughs> oh, and this now we got memes by Ian. Uh, are you going to Urcha? Or, or Joe, he's got Kermit the Frog with or without a cowboy hat. I don't, I don't even understand that. Explain it to me. And what am I missing here? Well, I mean, all right, that time's up. Uh, so, and there's another meme. Uh, phone flies are more than just friends flying, and he's got <laughs> fries at the Ohio, Ohio Holy Throwdown, and Gucci and Andy in the camper. Using it incorrectly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's out of hand. You got you got to go to Facebook and look at it. Yeah. yeah comments are Dave yeah. Koresh saying coffee just left my nose. Uh, John Cook, <laughs> look up docking in the Urban Dictionary. Yeah. That's probably what that is. Uh, that's what it was. Dan <laughs> said, man, if I only got some tech tips on how to use them, it would be a different story. Or it might be worse. Never know. Uh, Ian said it's all fun and games until somebody has to pull out the scissors. 
What happens if the fun fly stays at the fun fly, Andy says, except COVID, unfortunately, said Rex Harris. And Steve Shaw said, now I know how Andy got the sickness. Uh, and Eric Bertram said, damn. <laughs> all right, that's all I'm reading. Done. <laughs> okay. All right, Facebook listener post. All right. You have any? What do you got? I don't know. Got any? We have any. Yeah, we have. Are there any some. listeners? Do we? All right. Here's one from Eric Bonfig. It says, Ian Joel, for you, bud. And it's a meme of a baby with a weird look on his face. And the meme says, They asked me where I caught my fish. <laughs> I said, In the water. I love that. Uh, save the date <laughs> from Chris Rybert. Just a few weeks away from the 19th annual Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree that will be held August 26th through the 28th, uh, which is Friday through Sunday at Palmyra, New York, at our Rams Flying Field. Right. Uh, no pre-registration this year. 20 bucks for pilot's fee at the door. Yeah, so check that out. Rochester that, Aero Modeling Society. Yeah, it's a great, great event. Mm-hmm. Great people. A lot of fun. I love that event because after the fireworks Saturday night, we all just hang out, mm-hmm. shoot the shit. It, it's cool. Okay. A lot of fun. Yeah. It's August 26th through the 28th. Um, William Anthony posted a video uh, with Devin McClellan and Jimmy Tate flying at the Freefall RC mm-hmm. podcast yeah, Helifest. Yeah. Uh, picture of Steve. Uh, who's that with you, Steve? Mark Federoff. Yeah. Mark Federoff holding up their goblins, looking all serious looks on their face like they're badasses. Uh, legends in their own mind, as I like to say. 100%. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, t- uh, Maniac's team was there representing. Uh, what else we got? Video from Steve, early morning flying. Or Mike it's Welch. A, it's a photo it's a from Mike trip, yeah. Welch. Good morning, first fly of the day, Free Fall RC Podcast, Haley Fest 2022, flying the Puma, getting some tuning done on the zero wind morning. Looks like a beautiful morning for flying. It was. Yeah. Except that sun ran my right side, but I just, you know, I was, that's why you see me flying sideways. <laughs> yeah. Picture of Mike D. How was Mike D? Give us Mike an update awesome. on the planker. We ain't heard from yeah. him in ages. So, first of all, I want to congratulate the planker because mm-hmm. motherfuckers hitched again. Really? What? Married. I didn't know that. Well, hitched? He did that on the down low, apparently. Mm. Damn. Oh, down low. Mm-hmm. So, right, congrats, cool. Mike. Congrats, Mike. Yeah. Um, he looked good. Yeah. He lost a lot of weight. You know, I think like 30 pounds or something like that. Um, you can tell from that picture, he has like no lots of cardio on his face anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and he has that beard. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, looking good. He's loving life. He's doing good. Um, you know, he's not working right now. So, he's kind of, you know, living a Steve Shaw life right now. So, yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah. Nice. He's doing great. That's good. It was That's definitely awesome. great to hang great out to with him and catch up. Yeah. Mike's the best. Yeah, Mike was great. Nice. Cool. 
All right. Is that about it? Here's a picture uh, from Steve and a video when he was, I guess, heading out on the 28th. Yeah, yeah, just leaving, backing up. Uh, there's one last thing. Did we get that one from Eric Bonfig? Uh, yeah, at the very top. Yeah, okay. The meme. Yeah, I did that first. Um, yeah, that was it, though. Nothing else. All right. All right, let's move it on. People at Podbeam? Yeah, there were some people at Podbeam, on Podbeam. Hmm. Doing a lot of liking and following, and I don't know where we left off, but I think it was like 14 days ago. So, um, PBG15B654SS87, like episode 335, Ohio Heli Throwdown. So did Mike Welch and Steve Wattenberg. Heli Man liked episode 330, beat it. Terry Music. Or music, 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 music. He liked episode 332, fellow podcast series with Dan Turiak, and 334, uh, FPS, fellow podcast series with Kenny Sierra, volume seven with Kenny Sierra. And he also liked uh, tributes to RCHN 261 and 260, What Grinds My Gears. And Steve Wattenberg was tearing things up, man. Uh, one of the listeners from like day one, man, he was like in episode 332, fellow podcaster series, volume six with Dan Turiak, 334, volume seven with Kenny Sierra, 329, the art of owning a nitro, 331, family guy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 333, <laughs> feed me, 330, beat it, and I already talked about the Ohio belly throat on episode, so thanks everybody. Nice. And thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know if this comment, I think I read this comment, but I'm going to read it again just because it's kind of interesting. It's kind of funny. So okay. 22 days ago, uh, his name is Boogie. I think it's uh, Lamar Boogie that wins. But um, okay. he uh, said, Episode 333, feed me. I've gained 10 pounds listening to Andy's snack tips. <laughs> You're welcome. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all we had. Uh, let's move it on to iTunes review. Uh, I didn't see anything on iTunes. Yeah. I Did you, Andy? Look. Do we do website comments? Oh, website comments. No, I think we missed that. Do we yeah. have website yeah, comments? Yeah, we got a good one here. Oh, shoot. Okay. Sorry about that. Let's go back All right. To that. Jamie Burkholder sent us an email and says, Podcast history. So now we're about to get schooled on podcasts mm. from a guy that just started listening to podcasts a couple years ago. <laughs> awesome. But I will say he's 100% correct. And Jamie writes, Hey, guys, during episode 334, you interviewed Kenny Sierra. You guys mentioned that you had not heard of Chris Boltinghouse. I was surprised by this, so I thought I would share with you some RC Helicopter podcast history. I started in this hobby through the influence of your show, through the influence your show had on me in May of 2020. Your show then led me to listen to RCHN version 2.0 podcast. The RCHN podcast led me to listen to Inside Heli podcast. Chris Boltinghouse started inside heli podcast in may 2007 seven months okay. after they added a sister podcast called everything that flies to inside heli 
Inside Haley had 120 episodes before they stopped in July 2011. Chris Boltinghouse then went and hosted the RC Today podcast. I have found all the helicopter podcasts to be informative, entertaining, and a time capsule for what was going on in the hobby from 2007 to now. Thanks to all the podcasters for capturing what is going on now and those who join the hobby later. Thank you to Inside Heli, Everything That Flies, RC Heli Nation, RC Heli Nation version 2.0, RC Today Show, Freefall RC Podcast, Full Pitch RC, BKRC, Telerotor RC, The Helihead Show, Skids Up, Inverted Down Under, Houdini RC. Respectfully, Jamie Burkholder. Awesome. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Jamie. Yeah. He's 100% nice. right about them being time capsules, too, because no matter how much you try to kind of be general, you're always talking about what's going on in your life or in the yeah. hobby or whatever mm-hmm. at that time. Yep. So that right. that's a cool email and interesting way to put it. We appreciate and I think- it. I think it's probably part of the reason why I can't go to really old podcasts and listen to them anymore. It's like, difficult, yeah. Yeah. Everything's kind of outdated and stuff. but Everything's outdated. The things that they're talking about, some of the, the, the common people, things that they talk about don't change. That mm-hmm. stuff's always the same, right? Dealing with yeah. people, you know, assholes at the club and, mm-hmm. you know, good people at clubs as well, too. So. So I think that doesn't change, but like, yeah, the technology, the, the terminology. But, yeah, take, but take there's still of, entertainment value there. There are, so, you know. so yeah. yeah. So. I think that's part of the thing that was hard for me to get into is because my time got limited for, mm-hmm. for podcasts and things like that. So I had to basically choose the relevant live ones only now. Really, yeah. only time I have to do any of it. So, But cool. Thanks, Jamie. That's great. Um I'm glad you went through all those older podcasts, though. And you were right. Like, it totally is a time capsule, of, you know, of these podcasts and when they do them. So, man, this dude does everything the right way. <laughs> Learned how to fly. He spent hours and hours and days and years working, getting all his orientations perfected. And he just does everything the right way. I don't know how else to say it. Jamie's a good dude. Sure. Okay. I guess uh, that wraps it up then? I think so. Sure. All right. So drop us an iTunes review. Read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefarcy at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freefarcy podcast. Check out our webpage, freefarcypodcast.show. Say to Chris. I haven't updated that thing in like five months. Thousand years. Yeah, since I renewed it basically in January. So uh, let's see, what else do we have here? <laughs> flight test forums, off the field, audio, video production, audio, flight test podcast, we forced the podcast, Seattle, David Hill, a.k.a. Hill the Flyer. Hi, David, David. Hill. David Hill. Fellow podcasters, we got the Heliheads podcast. Yeah, Hi. Kevin and Dan. Hi, Heliheads. Yep. And Hi, Chris Diamante and Kyle Stacy and... Shulo. Uh, and Oprah. Harrison Ford. Harrison and, Ford. Uh, Nick Cage goes on once in a while. Which Nick is Cage. Dope. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Chewbacca. Respect right there, man. Shit. Yep. Okay, uh, Maximum Collective Podcast. Maximum Collective. I have no idea. That's what, oh, wait a minute. That's with, um, like, uh, Gregory, Gary, George. <laughs> those three. <laughs> right? It's another one of those damn Steves. 
Yeah, another Steve. Gregor I want to call them a new I want to call their podcast a new name. I want to call it the Maximum Collective Podcast Extreme with an X. Okay. So I can call their podcast MCPX. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> wow. I wasn't sure where you're going with that, but now I get it. Right. It had to be the X, though. That's uh-huh. why I say extreme with the next. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, Telerotor Podcast. Uh, Telerotor? Yeah. Isn't that with Cliff and, and uh, Shaggy? And no, no, no. Cliff and Rich. Cliff and then we have the Telemotor Podcast. Oh, and that's with Shaggy mm. and Mike and mm. Nick. Nick. Nick DePaulo? Mick DePaulo? Nick Stacy? Who's it? Rob Monty? Rob Monty? Mm-hmm. Mike DePaulo? Okay, let's Rob move it on from them then. I'm not getting right any now. of these Skids right up. <laughs> I have a fever and a cold. Skids up. That's with um, Frank and Javier. And that, that, um, that German guy from uh, Canada. Right? Mm-hmm. And Paul? And sometimes Ian, Paul. sometimes Ian's on there. Sometimes Ian. What? Sometimes Steve Shaw. Some sometimes Steve Shaw. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's a lot. Okay, inverted down under. Talk about a time capsule, man. The same stuff he talked about six months ago. <laughs> the same stuff that'll that you'll hear on that show when they release that episode six months from now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for you to finish. I get that. <laughs> All right. What was the yeah. next one? <laughs> uh, Houdini RC, inverted down under. Houdini, Rich, yeah. Rich and Kenny. Yep. Uh, inverted down under. I don't know if they, they don't do anymore. I think. Ozzy. Probably, probably time to move them from the list. Ozzy Mozzie's on on a motorcycle. I, I see that post on Facebook a lot. Posts a lot of bike pictures. But dude, I don't care what you're riding. If you're in Australia and you're riding a motorcycle, all I'm thinking in my mind is Mad Max. So, mm. dude. You're badass. Enough said. Watching riding like a little Vespa scooter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Like automatically that Doesn't Vespa matter. in Australia is a freaking custom, you know, mad. You're Max. you're part of the toe cutters crew. Man. There you go. <laughs> Isn't everything just a little bit cooler in Australia? Yeah. I mean except, everything can kill except you. The weather <laughs> and temperature. Pretty hot. All right. What are we at now? I um, keep on losing my place. RC Roundtable. Let's blast with these playing ones. Huh? That's with uh, Fitz Lee. Yep. RC After Hours. With Andre. Park Flyer Podcast. Two Mics and a J. RC Play Lab. Around the time in the morning. All Things That Fly. With Lucian Miller and Moose. Yeah, and check out Bill Ann. Bam, YouTube bam, channel. Bam, 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 bam. For God's sakes, check him out, will you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Winter's check, coming. Check out he, the latest video he did with uh, this person, you know, flying off Goblin 420. Yeah. He gets two bills for that. All right. Sweet. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.
All right. Up in the Skype record. All right. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I've got a lot of wrenching to do this week. Yeah, so do I, but I don't know if I'm going to do Yeah, so do I, but I'm not going to do it. No, man. I refuse. Um, <clears throat> I'm a little under the weather. Uh, yeah. Six. Got the vid. You got the COVID. Huh? I don't know. Uh, Whatever uh, it is, uh, I got. I'm ignoring it. <clears throat> well, you know, if you don't test for it, then you won't come positive for COVID. So. Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely didn't test positive for COVID. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. It's Steve Cohen from sunny South Whoa. Florida. I hope y'all are all doing. Hey, free fall guys, what's up? It's fucking impossible to get the audio at a decent spot where it doesn't peak the fuck out at the beginning. Just ignore the first bar and just I mean, whatever I the rest is is what you're gonna have to so do. So fucking it. loud. Hey, Andy, how's hey. my audio? What the fuck is wrong with that guy? <laughs> His phone calls are like a car crash, man. It's really loud at the beginning. Hey! <laughs> and then everything's like crinkling off and like falling off towards the end. Hey, guys, uh, can you look over my uh, tech tips and see if there's anything I'm missing? No. Why are you saying that? Here, you guys hearing that clicking? That's coming from this fucking iPad. I've got the cord plugged into a stupid ass dongle plugged into the USB-C. Makes me so fucking mad that Apple took the headphone jacks out of all the devices. I'm like, oh. Well, they're still there. You just got to drill it out. I want to go. I'm going to dig up fucking what's his name and then punch him in the face and then throw him back in the ground. Not even <laughs> Jobs. Not even him. It's, it's whatever. Tim Cook now. Whatever his name is. Nah, they're just following Jobs' twenty-year plan. He laid out. I don't know. He was the head of getting rid of all the shit you need. Don't they make a extension that comes out of that phone to a? They do, but it still sucks. That's a dongle. That's what he's talking. It's still a fucking piece of shit dongle you got to keep up with. And, and now I can't great. charge it while it's plugged like, into this, or I have uh, to get some other weird one. Actually, I didn't yeah, see one that you could charge. There's a dongle that goes from, it has a charging port and a headphone jack. For the USB-C? I didn't see that. Hey, wait, Andy. Um, a lot of the newer a lot of the newer iPhones has the wireless charging, so you can still, if you get the wireless charger, yeah, I'm going to have still... to go buy fucking 10 of some pads and install them in the shit somewhere and then the damn thing will fall off when I hit the brakes. That won't work very well. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Shut up, man. About, if you're talking about <laughs> your, your tractors and, and combines and stuff, they make like, you know, like the, the phone holders that have uh, that no, but like the phone holders and you put your phone in there to hold yeah, it, that has a charger built into it. God damn, now I gotta go spend 300 bucks on <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. 10 like, phone holders. It's all about keeping you a consumer and keeping you buying shit. Fuck you, Apple. And fuck you, Ian. I think Apple's the one who that fucking planned obsolescence <laughs> shit, man. Right? Yeah, I, f I fucking hate them. I hate them, but I hate Android more. <laughs> I know. It's less or two evil, right? Everything sucks. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <clears throat> fuck you. You're cool. Kevin, you're cool. Belkin makes uh, something you can charge with and has that 
3.5, Jack. All right, Kevin, you're not cool. Fuck you. $35. <laughs> at Best Buy. $40, sorry, at Best Buy. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I can't find it on Facebook because Facebook sucks too. Fuck you, Facebook. All right, I'm, I'm going to agree it's with you there. Ian's got a tech tip so I don't have to have a snack thing. That's good. All right. Let's figure this shit out as we go. You guys ready? I'm in such a good mood today. You are. You are. Yeah. You sound like Andy. Missed you, Kevin. Had I missed do, you guys. Had to do the show with Steve. Oh, it's just me and him. It was torturous. Oh, I can't wait to go back and listen to that. Several hundred <laughs> times. It was actually pretty good. We did a good job with that, you two idiots here. I know. Ian yeah. said it was a great show. Yeah, I loved it. It's all right. Well, I can sit another one out. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, I'm sitting next week's out anyway, so. Y'all Are you? That out. Yeah. I think <sighs> I'm going to be missed next week's also, and so is Andy. So, Ian, you're going to have your own show. That's what, I'm going to be talking to myself here? Yeah, it's probably going to go something like, uh, well... Yeah, just repeat the voices in your head. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Free Forest Podcast. I'm Ian, and I've been wrenching um, Discord and you know, working like, double-doubles. Oh, like, oh absolutely. Double, double for triple-triple. And, you know, main topic's going to be wrenching mention, with Ian. Not to and mention. Here's my tech know. tip. <laughs> Not to mention, wrenching, and not to mention Discord, and that's next for me in the hobby. Oh yeah, I gotta be nice to Ian. He's gonna fucking sneak up behind me at Urchin and hit me with a lead pipe. Nah, nah, I'm not that mean. You're not. I'll just get the hair clipper. You're not that tall. I forgot. It won't be a lead pipe. It'll be something else. Stab me with a fucking shiv or some shit. A crowd. I'll never even know who it was. Yep. That's what I would do. Yard rules. No, no, no. <laughs> I have thought of shenanigans that I'm going to pull over there. So look out, Andy. Yeah. I heard the golf carts are like $700 to rent or some shit. shit. 600 Six. for a week. But Is you can only do a week. It's change. Yeah. It was. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to use the Honda. Such a Krabby Patty. What am I going to call this episode? Andy's a dick. Andy's bitch fest. <laughs> Andy's a dick. Hey, can you edit, Kevin? <laughs> well, now you're really a dick. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, dude, but I got to fun fly and I got other shit going on. All right, okay. I don't think I'm going to be able to. Go your fancy fun fly and I'll edit. Thank you. You're the best. No I don't... problem think I'm going to be able to leave till Friday morning, Steve. Kid's in his room and he keeps banging shit around. About to go back there and bang his head into the wall. Damn. You're extra sour. Oh, this one was the seventh. That's how you teach kids. Seventh yeah. yeah. You Holy just shit. tell them stuff. You gotta beat the shit out of them. What's wrong, Dad? Freaking iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> what was that thing I said that time? They're always whining. I'm hungry. I'm bored. Stop hitting me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Kids are always like, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. Stop hitting me. <laughs> I'm bored. 
You gotta throw Close one in. in. You gotta throw one, like another normal one in after the joke one. <laughs> really sells it. No, it's not. That's what's wrong with kids these days, dude. But you can't hit them out. You young whippersnappers. Oh, shit. I'm, if I fuck up, they will get their ass beat. But, yeah. The only man I was ever afraid of was my old man. You knew when he was mad from a distance. <laughs> Alright, let's start. Everybody quiet. <laughs>